Yeah, I turned them on, and then I was like, what? How come there's no sound? There's no nothing. Nothing's happening. Oh, man. Oh. It's like the show. <laughs> well done. All right, let's, uh, how's my voice sound? How's that all? That's good? Huh? There? That? What? Pretty good? Are you, are you speaking? Huh? What? <laughs> all right, good. everyone, welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. And we're doing it again! Doing what again? The show! The show! We just can't stop. Yeah. Once a week. What's left to say? Well, that's... 309 episodes. That's a problem. What is left to say, that, brother? That is a problem that I, I think... I feel... Yeah. Every time we start a show, I have like this creeping, like cold, clammy grip around my heart. Right. That says there's nothing more to say. I mean, we could... Talk about that movie we've talked about a hundred times already. Oh, what's that? The greatest uh, story ever told? Yes, we've talked about that so much. How uh, just... about the greatest show on earth? Oh, how so... about the Great Gatsby? Oh, uh, so many times. We should do a podcast called uh, "Just All the Greats," and it's all movies. Let's talk the about the Great Brain. Let's that talk movie about the Great Jimmy, Gatsby. Uh, yeah. Okay, but with uh, Jimmy Osmond. Jimmy Osmond. Yeah, that's right. Because the book was about a Mormon boy living yeah. in uh, Utah. Who? Uh, what's eating uh, Gilbert Great? Great. Yeah. That. What's eating Alexander the Great? Sure. Not much left anymore because there's not much left to eat. Um, no, you brought up the Great Gatsby. Okay, I think that's a I think that's a worthwhile topic because to it's start book, the show because it's a book that you can read that isn't very long. Like normally, like oh, you read the classics, yeah. How about War and yeah. Peace? And then you see that and go, oh my god, there's no way yeah. you couldn't. And then you see like Great Gatsby and go, like, mm. how big is that? Ah, oh, yeah, I can finish that. Can finish that. That's like that. what is that? Classic. Like six bathroom visits tops. Oh, yes, yeah, a long back bathroom. Visit. Well, one thing about that book is it's it's a great book. It's so well written. And like why is you that old it, sport? Because when you, it's such a well written book that it's you know like the story to me isn't that appealing, quite frankly. Like the people in it are kind of jerks, mm-hmm. but the the way it's written is so great. And I remember reading someone talking about it one time, and they and because they lived in Long Island, mm-hmm. and they were talking about because I think that's where it takes place in Long Island or on, somewhere on like Long that. Island, yeah, and. There's descriptions of them traveling between the towns, and there's such distances. It feels in the story like they're traveling so far. But if you drove it now, it would it doesn't feel like you've driven anywhere at all because everything is so much squished together now. There's no great distances between places. I wonder if anyone does uh, just like uh, Great Gatsby tours and like let's just go where they drove in the Great Gatsby. That would be a good idea to yeah. do actually. It's sort of like here, like driving from the Lower Mainland out to Chilliwack, which once felt like which is a city. Not only is it the name of a band right. who took their name from the city, but it's a town. What are their, what are their songs, Dave? Name two hit songs. Two hit songs? From, from Chilliwack. Can I, can I name old songs by them? Lones, yeah. Lonesome Mary would be okay. one hit song. And sure. then uh, there's a Gone. Gone, Gone, Gone. She's gone, gone so long. been Gone So Long. That's a later uh, one. I don't really like that. I prefer like... Um, Wonder if I'm ever going to see my girl. Yeah. And wait, there's other, there's another song of theirs too. Oh yeah. There's lots of them. Baby Blue, or Baby, or Baby Blue, I think it's called. And then, um, there's, uh, that song about, uh, this flight tonight, is it? Or some about. What you gonna do when I'm gone? There's one. Four men in a rock and roll band. Oh, that's pretty good. Fly at night in the morning we land. What you gonna do when I'm gone, gone? They never, they never really made it big outside of our area. I was impressed once as a kid, uh, seeing them on American Bandstand. Hey! There you go. They had this they had Canadian like band on American band. They had these opportunities, and then they just didn't have distribution. Mm. 
you know, like uh, they were signed to A and M Records. Like originally, they were the collectors who did like Lydia Purple and uh, Looking at a Baby. Which are, you know, I don't, do you know those songs? Nope. Um, da, da 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 Lydia Purple. Do 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 do. Nope. Do I enjoy hearing you do that, oh, but yeah, uh, but I, yeah. I don't I don't know. That doesn't help me in any way. Oh, I'm sorry. That's but, fair. Uh, it's still fine. They uh they did two albums as the Collectors. One the the Collectors the album the Collectors has some great songs inside one. Then it is that classic. I don't know. It was a '60s thing. The, uh, the band loved it as well. The the side long song. The side long, like one a, long song. Oh, wow. It's a whole side of the record. Wow. It's kind of like no one, no one song is that great that it should be that much. Cause it's the same with love. Like, is it on love or on Decapo? One of their albums, there's some really good songs on side two or side one, you know, Stephanie knows and orange skies and these great songs. And then revelations, the side long song that just goes on and on. It's just, you know, even if it's, even if it's great. Yeah. Even if it's a great song. You don't want to spend 20 minutes listening to a song. No, but you know what I'm going to suspect there? By the way, how about these for tangents, huh? How many tangents have we just gone on? Remember when we were talking about Great Gatsby? What was that, two minutes ago? (laughs) Anyway, here's my theory about why that long song thing works. Yes. So if you're looking for a makeout song, you don't want a whole bunch of tracks because it's like, you know, someone's going to go, oh, I love this song. Let's say blah, 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 and you're making out. Because that's what you sound like when you're making out. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, And then that song ends, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and now another song begins. And the rhythm now has changed in the room. As Was it a ballad? Is it a a peppier song? But if you've got one long song, you're kissing through the whole song. But these songs aren't really one long song. They're they're a suite of songs that have been connected together. Sure, sure. But there's no break. There's no break. But there are changes in in tempo and and, and, and things like that. Which you can change tempo as well with your kissing. I guess you can. But, you know, at least you you got it all going on. You don't have to get up and change the song. I, I, I can see that. It would be, it's, it's terrible trying to, to make out with 45s. <laughs> yeah. Have to keep getting up. Unless you have, when I was a kid, we had a, uh, we had, um, record chain, we had a record changer. Well, we had Ooh, a, la, la. but we had one for 45s. So yeah. it was like a thick pillar, kind of like a toilet, like the size of a toilet roll, basically. Yeah. And it had little, um, oh, I don't know you call them, little part, pieces that stick out. And sure. they would, they would, you could, so you could suspend your 20 or so 45s on top of it. Right. And then as they played, it would drop. So when one stopped, the next one would drop down and then it would start again. Pretty great. And if you looked at old records from that time period, where the label was was thicker than where the record was. So they could sit comfortably mm. and not rub on each other because that was for jukebox. So they're built that way. Anyway, Look the Great at Gatsby. all this great uh, trivia. All right, let's back it up. <laughs> the Great so Gatsby. So anything more about the band The Collectors? Oh, I was going to say, so then they became Chilliwack. Yeah. Because uh, the original lead singer left the band. And, and so they Bill changed. Bill Henderson. Bill Henderson kind of took over. And, uh, and so then he was already in the band. Like they were, they met at UBC. They were like a bunch of choir boys. Basically. Okay. Like the choir, choir guys. Not choir boys, like in the, the movie. Isn't that a movie or a book? The choir boys? Probably. So, Policemen or something. Anyway. No, so I then, think you're right. And so then and we anyway, can't afford another tangent right now. So just, just back it up. Keep going. <laughs> Joseph Wombo. Remember that one? Anyway. Keep going. So then, <laughs> so they, so they met from the collectors. Had a few hit like songs along the West Coast. Now you're saying Canadian hits, not no. Uh, they were hits in uh, L.A. as well, like down oh. down the coast, because uh, they recorded their songs. They they were signed to um, who were they signed to? Warner Brothers, I think. They were signed to someone uh, someone who could put put some money into them. Okay, all of these questions are rhetorical because there's no way I'd know. And then and then they uh, I think I think they even were uh, used to sing um, choral backing on the Electric Prunes. Uh, Mass in F minor, or whatever that album's called. I don't actually, I've never actually heard that record. Okay. But 
Okay, electric prunes. Slight tangent. The electric prunes are about. By the way, if you're looking for a Christmas present for Dave, he has never heard that album. So <laughs> send send it to him. So then they uh, they. I, it's not that I've I've had the opportunity. I just couldn't be bothered because once again. But you don't own it. I don't own it. Okay. Massive. So again, anyway, if you're looking for a Christmas present for Dave, so then chicken feed. So then. <laughs> Uh, the Electric Prunes, like, they existed, sort of existed as a, as a band. But by this time, they were gone, they were, had broken up and were gone. But the name existed. Mm-hmm. So the producer put out an album with just, and I think it was, might have been Dave Hassinger. I'm not exactly certain. But anyway, an LA producer made this sort of like grand statement album. And, uh, was it David Axelrod who did it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, made this David grand, Axelrod. David Axelrod. Yeah, he was a, Record producer who okay. did a few records, uh, like a few, like kind of like instrumental, All right. uh, kind of orc pop kind of things. Um, anyway, so then, um, I'm not picturing orc pop as like the, uh, uh Tolkien thing. Yes. Just like exactly. all the orcs get together and just do like really light poppy yeah. numbers. It's a word that works. Relax. It's a portmanteau word that works a lot better visually than, okay. than said. Anyway, so then, so I think they sang some harmonies, like said some choral work on that because they were quite good, a good singing band. Sure. And so they could work. Anyway, so then they broke up. They became Chilliwack. They did two records for A&M. Had a Canadian hit with Lonesome Mary. And then, but they insisted on doing <laughs> their second album, the one that's Lonesome Mary. There's, there's a, a whole record of just songs that have been like hitting things and banging pots and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, wh- why did you, why do people do that? Like, you know, like, we're serious, man. We're a serious band. Sure, we got a hit song. Yeah. We got some hit songs, Lonesome Mary, but we got to show everyone we're serious. So let's have one record that's just us banging on all right. pots and Do pans. Wanna, all right. And I, again, you know music history, and I, this is just my assumption as a layperson of why they did that. Here's my assumption of why. Go ahead. Drugs. That's hilarious. You know what? That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably true. Um, and so then they, uh, A&M dropped them. Just because, you know, you can't sell a record of people banging on right. pots and pans. So they tried A&P, then so, realized that was a grocery that's store. That's a grocery store. <laughs> then they were signed to Mushroom Records here in Vancouver. Oh, okay. All right. Not uh, too far from here. Not too far from here. Or what was. Now it's gone. Yeah. Mushroom Studios. But that's the heart was signed to them as well. They recorded up here. They were a couple of their albums like Dog and Butterfly and those sort of things. Hmm. And then uh, and then they went from there to another record label, even less well-known, and uh, so they just did not get the distribution. So even if they had like a hit or they appeared on American Bandstand, people were like, love this band Chilliwack. I'm going to go to the store and get it. Who, what? Can't find it. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was a problem. It's a problem. Bill Henderson, uh, here's, here's all I know. Besides, you know, of course, when you grew up in the eighties, you heard a lot of Chilliwack. Mm-hmm. Um, been to a lot of charity things that he was at as well. Yes. And like answering phones for Variety Club and then yeah. he's there and then the, some of the kids from Fame are there. But yeah, I've, so I've, I've met him in passing a couple of times and seemed, uh, seemed cool. nice. And cool. his daughter, Saffron Henderson, also a very good singer, uh, is, is also very pleasant. Mm. So that's my trivia about Chilliwack. Backing up the car even more. Okay. Now we're back to the Let Great Cats. Before we pass oh, on from that, though, back back, let's go forward the, just a little bit. Back to Chilliwack. Let's just say that. The yeah. name Saffron Henderson also implies the use of drugs. So I think you, your, your, uh, your thing may have been right. Fair enough. And if you yeah. want to uh, see Saffron Henderson, there was a, uh, a short film that was nominated for an Academy Award that was for Expo 86. It's called Rainbow War. Oh. And you will see almost everyone who was in improv in uh, Vancouver uh, at the time in that, including Ryan Stiles. Mm. And it's uh, three kingdoms. There's a yellow kingdom, a blue kingdom, and a red kingdom. Oh, and two of them fall in love. But they can't because there's, oh, they hate each other so much. And there's a big rainbow war and throw paint at each other. And, oh, craziness ensues. Wow. 
Rainbow War. Okay. There, there's a tangent. Now Keep we're backing up, backing great, the car up. Great Gatsby, but, yeah. Have you have you seen distances are, are longer uh, in the past? Yes, they were. That's where we were. So I was going to say about Chilliwack before we got onto the Chilliwack. Oh, we're back the to band Chilliwack. Tangent. Oh, you're just, talking to just about that the, when we when yeah. we grew up. Yeah, it felt like it took forever to drive to Chilliwack. Like it right. felt before so you far got to away. Lickman Road. Lickman's a great name. Is it? Love it almost as much as I love Chuckanut. Chuckanut Drive. <laughs> yeah, Chuckanut's good. Lickman. Lickman Road. Anyway. When you, by the way, uh, sorry, I'm going to tangent real sure, quick. Sure, yeah, go ahead. This is all we do now. You want to talk about licking a man? No, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, a club called Earthquake Annie's that was famous when I started doing stand up. Mm. Uh, because what they did was uh, occasionally they would have someone from the club mug yep. you in the uh, parking lot and get your money uh, if you got paid for doing stand up. You do stand up, you get paid. Yeah. They couldn't afford to pay you, so they'd have someone go out. And mug you and take the money. Oh my god! And that happened enough that they got caught doing it. And it's, so when I think of Chilliwack, that always comes to mind. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, of course, named after the heart song, Earthquake Annie. Earthquake Annie. Uh, that's right. Shaking it up. <laughs> uh, it's so, nobody's fault. It is never. Uh, but now, because there's so much construction that's gone on over, you know, it, this it never feels like you actually leave civilization. Mm. Between driving, you know, out to Chilliwack, you're just always yeah, you don't have that passing zone, houses, yeah. always passing condos, factories, you know, you whatever you you storage places, whatever you can think of. It's all in a big row of strip, whatever the strip building disease that we live in. Yeah, they definitely again back from the old stand up uh, touring days. There was a lot of nothing between places, mm-hmm. so much nothing. I think you'd find it to be less nothing nowadays. Yeah. I mean, there's still lots of places with nothing, uh, but. But just those are places bear. when you get that when you get to those places with nothing is you don't even want to be there so they're not worth the nothing. I remember traveling with a British person and then we saw a bear at one point and they mm-hmm. lost their damn mind. I would think so. Why wouldn't it's you? A bear. Yeah, yeah. But you don't see those every day. Well, yeah, but it's not crazy unexpected to see a bear. <laughs> but like he he acted like he saw a Bigfoot. Like it was unbelievable to him that this was a bear. Yeah. And he was like, should we should we stop? I'm like, no. It's a bear. It's going to come up to the car. What do you want to do? What do you, what do you want the relationship to be? There's no good that will come of this. None at all. Yeah, whether he likes you or dislikes you, both are bad situations. Yeah. Keep driving. Yeah. It's a bear. Okay. And uh, back to the, the Great Gatsby. The affectionate bear. Well, I was thinking about the movies. Have you ever seen the Robert Redford Mia Farrow Great, great I Gatsby? I have never seen a Great Gatsby movie. I've seen chunks of okay. the DiCaprio one. It is a very... I don't know how to describe that film. It is very attenuated it feels very it just feels like everyone is sort of floating through it mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like i don't know it's weird it's and the other weird point. thing about it is that it's 1970s rich it's like if you watch the the yeah if you watch the leonardo dicaprio one those people are 2000s 2010s rich 2000 teens rich okay why don't you explain the difference between that the 1970s like you've got a point to make and i want to hear it well this is because if you look at the houses they live in and you're mm-hmm. like oh these are fancy houses they actually use houses from that time period that existed on Long Island. Are you talking about in the DiCaprio version? In the, in, no, in the Robert Redford Robert version. Robert Redford version, okay. But you look at those houses and you're like, well, that's not that impressive. It's just a house. It's not that great. Well, what year does The Great Gatsby take place in? Uh, ooh, I think it's in the 20s. Yeah, it would have been Jazz Age, so 20s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So an impressive house then would not be an impressive house now is what you're saying? Yeah. Like okay. nowadays, I think if you – so when you watch the, the, the DiCaprio one, they have to kind of amp it up a bit. Because our feeling is, when you see the great the, the the Robert Redford one, and it's not just the houses, it's just the whole feeling of the movie is very low key, like okay. very down. 
And you just never, it doesn't feel alive. You don't really understand why anyone's interested in each other because they're all kind of boring people. Mm-hmm. And then, but whereas the DiCaprio, I know people, I, to be honest with you, I am not a huge fan of Baz Luhrmann. Okay. I guess movies re- hardly ever like hit me where it counts. I like a Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was okay. I like a blue. It surprised me. I didn't expect mm. any of that. And I was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> uh, Romeo and Juliet. It's okay. Romeo plus Juliet. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. I didn't see Australia. Uh, what else has he done besides, uh, was that it? Is that the, is that the oeuvre? Did he, did he do like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert or one of those sort of films like that? Really? That far back? Okay. Maybe I'm, Possib- maybe I'm. Possible. Uh, but I think he did things before. Thought that was okay. Yeah, that was fine. Romeo plus Juliet. Okay. Oh, I can't say that. I can't say Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> That's what the title says. I can't. I can't do it. All right. Uh, but I saw, I watched, um, the Leonardo DiCaprio, um, other guy, Spider-Man. Um, yeah, uh, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. In the theaters? Baz Luhrmann went, no, I saw it on television. So you didn't see it in 3D. That I was what know. threw me off. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, maybe I'll see it. Want... And I'm like, I don't want to see a 3D Great Gatsby. Yeah, that's kind of weird. What's what's coming at me? Champagne corks? His drink. Yeah. That's it. that classic, that classic, it's become a gif now where it's like he's holding the... Yeah. Or is it a gif? I don't ever know. Oh, don't even get in that. Don't go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. It's okay. Uh, so then, yeah, so, but I really like that movie. I feel like it really gets to the heart of, of The Great Gatsby. Like, it's full of like spectacle... And over the topness, which is kind of was that time period, cool. you know, the jazz age. It's all about excess and coming you know, out of a war. Yeah, we're all we almost we all almost died. Yeah. Let's celebrate. Let's yeah, you let better dying. enjoy life because you don't know yeah. how long you got it for. Yeah, and that movie really, yeah, it's very lurid and and kind of it just feels like a you know there's parts of it that feel like you have a headache, but it feels like you know like like it feels like <laughs> something you know. I like the descri- I like the description of parts of it feel like you have a headache. That's yeah, you know, probably when, not something you want in a review. No, but when you watch a film and it wants to get you to, you know, to feel the frustration or the, 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 you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. in, in the movie, well, there's a character who's having an affair with a, with a woman of a lower social standing. And it's very, and it's very tisk, lurid tisk, in the film. Tisk. Yeah. And it, but, but the whole sequence is so, it, it's all so, I don't know, it's just so miserable that it just makes you feel like, ugh, I have a migraine. But it's a good feeling when a, in a movie makes you feel what the characters are feeling, that yeah. kind of frustration, that kind of ennui or whatever, you know. I think it was quite good. Whereas I think the Robert Redford one was a bit of a snooze fest. Um, and are those the only two adaptations? That I know of. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, it seems I, weird that it would have taken maybe so can tell long me. Uh, uh, to get an adaptation with, uh, you know, Robert Redford. I guess. Feels I, like something they would have done in the 50s. When, when did Great Gatsby come out? The book. Back in the twenties or back. Oh, it was like uh, yeah, mo- yeah. it was modern book. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What was it trying to say? Would you say? I think it's a hmm. That's a good question. I should ask my wife, who is an expert on the Great Gatsby. I'm oh, not wait, saying go, that. Go, go, go I'm not her. saying that sarcastically. Go get her. She's, how I think... far away is she from here? About an hour and a half. <laughs> About an hour and a half. We got time. We got go. To, sure. You can I'll, wait. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll just you vamp. vamp. You vamp. Well, I'll I'm vamp. vamp. Okay. I'm gonna go. All right. No, I can't. Uh... Yeah, it's um. What I'll is it trying to say? My favorite Green Lanterns. Uh, Nort. Really? Hal Jordan. Okay. Kyle Rayner. Go on. John Stewart. Mm. Um, Guy Gardner. Don't like that guy. Um, Bad the haircut. guy who looks like a fish. Mm. Uh, Mogo, the, the planet that's also a Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, Alan Scott. Mm. I like, actually, I put Alan Scott probably as my number one Green Lantern. He was my step grandfather. Was that really a step grandfather yep. who was a Green Lantern? Yep. Oh, yeah. did he? Did you inherit the ring? I did not inherit the ring. I did not inherit the ring. Did you inherit the ringtone? I Since you're now uh, checking your phone, something just I, happened. No, I want to turn. I want to turn off. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Oops. 
Listen, don't get me started on my favorite Green Lanterns. We will be here all damn day. <laughs> we'll be here all five Sinestro, minutes. Sinestro, he was a Green Lantern. No, but for he wasn't. He wasn't great. He was a great. He was the best of the Green Lanterns before he got corrupt. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sinestro. Don't you badmouth Sinestro? Okay, Jade. I she think was, she was sort of a Green Lantern. Go ahead. Well, the story of the Great Gatsby. I mean, Gatsby himself. Oh, the Stan Lee created Green Lantern. Okay, go ahead. Stan Lee created the Green Lantern. A uh, Green Lantern, yes. Oh, a different Green Lantern. Well, they did a thing where Stan Lee imagines the DC universe. So he took the characters' names and then he did new origin stories with new characters with that name. And Green Lantern uh, was a was a woman uh, who had uh, different powers than Green Lantern. Mm. They just made him up. Mm. They just got Stan Lee to do stuff for DC Comics once. And people lost their shit over the fact that the Green Lantern was a woman? People lost their shit briefly about Stan Lee working for DC and then went, oh, these aren't great. And that was the end of that. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. Um, I really, I, I don't feel like I, like an expert enough that I could say what the, what do you think it's about? Have you read The Green Great Gatsby? Uh, no, I haven't. Read oh, okay. It. Sorry about that. Oh, I, know, I know the gist. No I, I got the, no I got the, I've to. read the Mad Magazine parody. <laughs> What's no gist? Uh, what is it about? That's a very good question. Mad, if you had a choice of reading the yeah. Coles notes for, for something or reading the Mad Magazine parody, what do you think would probably give you a better insight into, into a story? Damn it. I'm going to say Mad Magazine. Because Mad Magazine breaks down always like uh, what what the thing is. Yeah. You know, I'm a cowboy, but I've got problems. And I don't realize. And here's the ironic twist on the thing. Da, 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 and, da, 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 and they present it and they set it out. And so you get what the actual story is. But you also get, uh, you know, uh, some some fun subtext. And uh, yeah, and the Coles notes uh, just uh, tells it to you dryly. So I'd say read Mad Magazine. Uh, and <laughs> I'm not just saying that because I'm going to be in it soon. So, yeah, but I am. So read it anyway. Okay, I, I'm calling. I'm calling my wife. Okay, we'll get. We're gonna get an expert here. All right, sure. I'm just gonna see. She very rarely. This is your one lifeline. Though. She very rarely answers the phone, so uh, right. this may not. This may not work at all. All right. This may not work for us. Uh, you know, she's probably at the barn. <gasps> oh, hi, dear. Yeah, good, good. I just have a quick question for you. Yeah. What is the Great Gatsby about? Like, what is the theme? Tell her you're on the air. Oh, you're on. You're on the show right now, by the way. <laughs> Yes. Can I do TikTok? Can you do TikTok? Okay, just one second. Let me just uh, let me make sure you're coming through because uh, I was going to put in my headphones here. Okay, go on, go on. Okay, well, hang on. Just okay, we're good. Off. We have to do the we have to do the intro. Here we go. We have to do the intro. Just one second, okay? TikTok. All right, dear. Go ahead. Okay. For the first time in one month. Yeah. Noisy laid an egg. Oh, that's great. That's another giant egg. Yeah. <laughs> another, well, a, a double yoker. Yeah, double yoker. Nice. Making out for lost time. Well, that's good. Okay. Thank you for that. The end of TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is, what is what is the theme of the Great Gatsby? I consider you an expert on this book, so just so you know. <laughs> well, I'm not an expert on this book. Um, well, the theme is I don't know. Um, yeah, there there is like jealousy, but it's about striving. Okay. I think. It's about striving for um, things we think we want, and do we recognize what we need? It's, I think it's about wants versus needs. Okay, okay. Which I think people, you know, even regular people have trouble discerning between those two things. Sure. So, you know, sometimes we think we want a thing, and we get that thing, and we don't want it. Sometimes we think we want a thing, and yeah, it's very different from what we imagined, and it's not the thing for us. So, anyway. It's uh, that's one of the things. 
Oh, There's right. a lot of other, you know, subplots or themes or whatever, but um, yeah, that's that's one of the main ones that stands out for me. That's sort of the Gatsby, um, uh, whatever the girl's name is. Daisy. Daisy. Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, because she was, I mean, she wanted Gatsby, but she wanted money more than Gatsby, and then she got money in marrying Tom, but yeah. she found out that, you know, that wasn't all it was cracked up to be, and then... Um, Gatsby always wanted her, and then when he found her later, uh, he wouldn't admit. He, you know, you kind of get the idea that he knew she was wrong once he kind of got to know her, but he would never admit it. And even right to the end, he wouldn't admit it. But you kind of knew it in your heart through the narrator. Like he could see it, and anyway, yeah. whatever. Nick Carraway. Let me just throw that name in there. Let's show I've read the story too, even though I couldn't remember Daisy's name. All right, dear. Well, thanks very much for that. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. It's great to have a a great Gatsby expert on the show. Well, I'm I'm no expert. (laughs) I just like the book. Okay. And the Baz Luhrmann film. Yes, I do love that. (laughs) All right, sweetie pie. Okay. Talk to you you later. Bye. Love you. Oh, that was good. We I got... was just—I was just really worried because she didn't know she was on the air that you were going to talk about some personal things. Oh, and like all of a sudden, then it's like shared with everybody. That would be great. What would it have been? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. That awesome. All right. Because we did get to hear that she had to turn off the bath, so that was—that was good. <laughs> there we are. Well, that was Gatsby chat. That was Chick Talk. <laughs> we've, oh, man, we're cut. We're covering. We've we've talked about Chilliwack. Yeah, and it's been twenty minutes. We've just, covered just everything. Yeah, it's yeah. strange, isn't it? After I said I was worried that we wouldn't have things to talk about, right, we talked about things. Yeah, that's odd. And uh, n- none of those things would be things that I think people would normally go, "Hey, you know what? We should make a podcast about." <laughs> they call it call it the Great Chatsby. Ah, oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's a, throw that's, that out there for people. That that's okay. Now, who wrote the Great Gatsby? F. Scott Fitzgerald. And what else did F. Scott Fitzgerald write? Ah, oh, Tender is the Night, I believe, is when he wrote the the last tycoon, the Great Tycoon. And I really, I've only read the Great Gatsby by him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am, uh, as you know, a dyed in the wool Anglophile. So my my reading of American authors is very slight, mm-hmm. much slighter than it should be. Okay, I'm sorry, America. I've given your authors short shrift over the years. Well, here's what I'm going to suggest then for a future episode. He died quite young. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, so was he. Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Maybe his ghost is around. Uh, here's what I'm going to suggest then, because we always like to do a little something with our list. By the way, thank you uh, for listing your favorite apples uh, from, from yeah, last that was week's great. show. That was that great. Was great. Uh, what I'm going to suggest is our takeaway uh, for this episode is uh, suggest a book to Dave uh, from an American author that he should read. Mm. And uh, yeah. maybe he'll read it, maybe he won't. But uh, yeah. an American author, yeah. a book... Dave should read. Okay, let me just say before you start suggest- suggesting. Dave can't read. I, have, I cannot read. I've read all, all of Mark Twain, so I don't suggest any Mark Twain. I've read okay, it all. Okay, so just Samuel Clements. I've read all of Peter DeVries. Okay. You don't need to suggest any Peter DeVries to me. I've read all, right. all his books. Um, You've read every Stephen King book. No, please don't suggest any Stephen <laughs> King books to me. I've read all. I've read all I need. Uh, what else? Who else have I read a lot of? I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of. There you go. There's uh, then. There's oh, Philip Roth. I've read like I've read the I've read the the main talking points of Philip Roth. Goodbye, okay. Columbus. Portnoy's complaint. All right, uh, Irma Bombeck. You've read uh, all of Irma Bombeck. I Bombeck's read work. all her hilarious stories of her uh, travails as a housewife. Yeah, if uh, life's a bowl of cherries, why is this the pits? <laughs> why indeed? Sold Irma. on the title alone, man. That's all. That's all. The, the publisher didn't we even see. We here at Random see. House, uh, Miss Bombeck, what do you got for us today? Life is in pits. Sold. 
Done. <laughs> Fighting off penguin books. Fight them off. Fight them. Fight them off. Random House. Yes. Rand McNally. Oh, I read all of Joseph Heller as well. So okay, I don't need to read Catch Twenty Two again or Good as Gold or whatever the one about King David was called. God, okay. God knows. So, uh, so, so, uh, as far as apples go, mm-hmm. uh, we've had uh, Nina Matsumoto has his a, best book though is Something oh, Happened. Very good, Joseph Heller. Very good, Something Happened. Check that out now. Tell Dave a book. Uh, Nina Matsumoto uh, wrote in to say her favorite apple is uh, the Ambrosia. Very good apple. Quality apple. Yep, crisp Back. and sweet. Very good. I like it. I'm a, I like a crisp apple myself. Okay. Uh, we're probably going to be seeing a movie with uh, Nina later on tonight. And okay. we'll, uh, hopefully we won't talk over the movie with all of our talk about apples. <laughs> we get so excited. Yeah. Which would make sense because we are going to see Thor. Hungry for apples? Uh, well, you would, you have to be mm-hmm. if you're, uh, if you're a Norse god because that's how they get their immortality is from the golden apples. Oh, okay. That's, uh, if you run out of apples, you age and you die. That's too bad. Cause I don't, I do not enjoy golden delicious. So well, you're going to die then. I'm going to die. Look. This is how it's going to be. Look. I'm not, I'm not. And you're going to die one of two ways. I'm not you're giving up my apple by prejudices. the Midgard serpent eating you. You might die by the Fenris wolf. You well, might die by Surtur. Yes. Uh, but so, you know, there's lots of terrible ways to die. There's in the always. But, but being a dumbass and not eating the apple. I mean, that's what they say. An apple a day keeps death away. Oh, in, uh, in the Norse. Uh, that's a North. That's a North. North. A Norse saying. Doesn't that sound like uh, a say. way parents uh, would have said for kids to eat their apples back then? It's just like, well, you know, the gods eat them, and they they're immortal, so you might want to eat your apples. And uh, I'm, sure, children, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Or the children would just go, "I'm so happy for food because <laughs> it's the past." Yeah. And, and I've got no, I've yeah. got no uh, preferences. And there wasn't much sweet to eat besides apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you were not a fussy eater back in the day, uh, back before food was plentiful. Now, maybe my memory is playing tricks. I don't know. Did you, I, I posted a little video about how apples grow. Oh, okay. Did you see that? I did not watch the video. I apologize. Fuck you. Uh, well, how do I not like them apples? <laughs> so in this video, Johnny Bitterseed, <laughs> they went, they did this uh, video about how apples grow in a, in a, in an orchard mm-hmm. somewhere in, in New England, a hundred acre orchard was bought from a king. So it's been in the family for like nine generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they grow... Talk about nine generations. Yes. Nine generations. <laughs> nine nine generations, generations, baby. The, uh, yeah, it was interesting. And they're kind of, they're sort of semi-organic in the sense that they do spray, but only when they need to. So they had like these mm. little uh, decoy apples in the trees that had a sticky substance on them. And so if apple maggot flies appeared on these apples, then they would spray oh, okay, against yeah. apple maggots. But otherwise, they just let things go as they were. And they had little, um, these little uh, twist ties, sort of, th- sort of things that were pheromone blockers that would confuse insects oh. to cut down on breeding in, in the orchard. Uh, no hanky panky in our orchard. But apples themselves, as I was saying on the show last week, apples themselves do not grow by, by cross pollinating with each other. And then you get new wonderful apples. Because what happens is it is garbage in most cases when apples do that. So they grow them by, by grafting limb, you know, like yeah. little thingies onto a, an, actu- branches, an actual yeah. branch or an actual tree trunk. And then that's how they get the apples to grow. And so in that, in that. That's pr- pretty cool that that's a thing. And yeah. you can do that and make new things. Yeah. yeah. Cause as someone was saying, uh, they said they're hoping that I was going to say when I was talking about, I think Granny Smith, I was going to say the great, great, great Granny Smith or something like that. But, uh, the, the thing is, because I run a, as we know, I run a comedy club called Literallys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no joke here. They actually, those, those, that first Granny Smith tree 
has been grafted onto like things that cuttings have been taken from that tree mm-hmm. and become a myriad of granny smith trees but it all go, tr- goes back to one tree so i found that really fascinating about about apples i think apples are kind of neat despite my apparent uh western bias for for apples well, but was, there are, but she sure. said in the video i believe that there are over 7500 varieties of apples wow so that's quite a few how that's many too many damn apples how many are edible i don't yeah, know that's true. but that's a different different thing no that's a good and it's a it's a point that uh, nina has made on uh, her own pages and whatnot about how people uh do have like prejudice towards their the foods they grew up with mm-hmm. as you would yeah but you know to be dismissive of other uh, uh cultures foods is uh you know uh dickish and dumb you know it's not well, for you thanks and that's for, fair thanks for saying that no 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 Thanks for no, saying no, that. No, no, okay, well, let me just. I've said some bad shit defense, about. Look, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw myself on the fire. <laughs> I've said some things about kimchi oh. that I think uh, I was probably wrong about because I really dislike it. Mm. I strongly dislike it, but that's because of how I grew up and where I was, you know. And I wasn't. Okay, two things. One is it's fun to go on a rant. Oh, sure. Which I enjoy doing. So please take it with a grain of salt in mm-hmm. those cases. I'm well, just having fun. Of course fun. you say that because our culture uh, likes salt so much. Likes <laughs> salt so much. But also, I wasn't putting down other cultures' food. I was putting down the idea of importing other cultures' foods in as a novelty food. So you are than... anti-immigrant. I'm not that I'm anti-immigrant. <laughs> I mean, even Nina and her, said to us that... Um, you know, most we're not getting the best of these foods because they're being taken. Oh, sure, yeah, unripe, shipped across the world, and then we Absolutely. get them here, dumped in our lap. You know, and people just go, "Hey, enjoy this thing." Let me that's give you just going to taste totally different as than an I would ex- taste. As an example, man, pineapples are a tasty fruit. Yes, boy, they're tasty. Mm-hmm. I like a pineapple; it's great. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you go to Hawaii mm-hmm. and you get a pineapple, and you go, "Motherfucker, our pineapples are terrible." <laughs> garbage garbage in your mouth and you're like this is what it should taste like yeah yeah you know and it, because it's so good uh even when you take it down mm-hmm. you know 50 percent, it's yeah. still delicious yeah. but you're like oh shit this is what it's supposed to be wow. yeah. you just throw and you realize why every place will give you pineapple with your food you go to mcdonald's and you have a side of pineapple you're like well this is ridiculous oh no it's not this is <laughs> of course why would you eat a big Mac without pineapple they go together perfectly yeah french fries pineapple great and in here, that's okay. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the same thing with most most things. Mm-hmm. Is you got to eat them while you eat them. You don't have sushi yeah. in Saskatchewan, you idiot. <laughs> Sorry for all our listeners in Saskatchewan. But like sushi. that's not where you have your sushi. No, but I mean, they've grown up with, or they've grown accustomed to what they have. And yeah, they, nice they like rubbery it. fish. They, they like it. So, yeah. you know, if they came here and ate, it's the same way that it's, a, it's basically it's the, the same texture. way that when Mary went to Quebec yeah. and came back, she wouldn't, she just never ate poutine anymore. Of course, because this our poutine tastes like garbage. Compared after to you, that, yeah. yeah if you well, if you there. have sushi anywhere else besides the West Coast or somewhere like Hawaii or I suppose Japan, I've never mm-hmm. been, uh, your salmon is going to taste like a wine gum. It's okay. going to be that texture, right? <laughs> You're like, of course, this is why people mm-hmm. don't don't like yeah. it. I don't understand why that is, though, because okay, you know, I worked on a fishing boat, mm-hmm. and our fish that we caught was strictly for. Well, actually, it was for basically it was we were making it for the Japanese market. Like everything we did was designed so that it could be sold in Japan. Right. Uh, we would have to cut the throat latch when we would gut it. We'd have to leave a cut that it could be hung on a hook in a market so people mm. could see it, and it had to be big enough that it wouldn't like you know slide down yeah. and the hook break and the fish fall on the ground. So we were we were marked and graded on the, our presentation of our fish, like how they were. How they were gutted, how they were washed out, how much, you know, how, how little blood there was in them. 
how well they were glazed because we had to dip them in water oh, okay. to to preserve them, you know. And so and that's I, and then, called glazing. Yeah. Okay. And then how all the how uh, intact the fins and the tail were and stuff like that. you know. So it was all these marks that we got, and so the better marks you got, the higher sale you got out of them. So we would strive to get like the best yeah. quality. And um, in fact, um, we were graded. I was pretty proud because I was when I did all all the gutting and all the uh, cleaning and glazing and stuff. And we got an A plus for our grades quite a few times. So I was really proud of that. And so that just meant more money for us as working on the boat. But so it's weird to me that something can be caught, frozen, emptied out into a harbor all over the place. We, you know, we emptied wherever we could. Right. Um, whether you it or Port Hardy or Port Alice or e- even in Richmond, why that can't be preserved to Saskatchewan, but can be preserved all the way to Japan, mm-hmm. you know, cause they love the sockeye and stuff like that. So yeah, it's weird. Like, cause it's weird. Like here, when we grew up, yeah. sockeye was a garbage fish mm-hmm. and that's why you got it in a tin, sockeye salmon. But then it became popular for, for sushi and the Japanese market said, Hey, we want some of yours. And so then it just became I wonder this if it's valuable just them fish. knowing how to cut it or, or, or yeah. Like, uh, the other thing is like, if you have it in, in New York, I remember reading a, a live from New York, a Saturday Night Live book. And they were talking about Rob Snyder and how he loves sushi. Okay. But he had a uh, jeweler's eyepiece. And he would look at the, at the sushi first, like when it got brought to mm-hmm. the studio. A loop. Uh, it's yeah, a loop. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. To see if there was any like uh, little worms in it. Because sometimes there would be, you know, because oh, wow. you know, sometimes you get you'd get that even in the fanciest places. Yeah, I'm like, well, we don't get that at all. But they got they got that over there. But you have to check it and you know uh, make yeah, sure it was uh, it but, was all uh, okay. But I guess it's shipped all the way there. And I wonder if it's flown. I don't really know how they ship it because mm-hmm. I know they fly lobsters here. Oh, by the way, also yeah. lobster. That's the other thing. It's uh, great in the yeah. Maritimes? If you have if you eat lobster or especially look, I can't eat mussels here. Mussels are like, yeah, they're fine, they're chewy, they're okay. Yeah, yeah. But you eat mussels in Halifax. Yeah. My God, it's the greatest thing. It's <laughs> okay. delicious. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And mm. and lobster, unbelievable. And cheap. Ridiculously cheap okay. there, too. Huh. Yeah, but mussels were the big surprise to me. It was like, all right, I'll try it. Well, oh, my God. So, can you know, just, try the say, food where it belongs. Can I just say, to, to how many listeners are now like, man, I'd love to go to Hawaii just to try the pineapple? Or how would I love to go to Maritimes and try the lobster? Because I've never been to the Maritimes. Yeah, and the nice bit about that is you're also there in Hawaii or the Maritimes, which are yeah. both beautiful, and you'll enjoy your time there anyway. So go. Yeah. But don't go on the same trip because they're too far apart. That's that couldn't be farther apart, frankly. The Hawaii and the Maritimes too far. Go choose one or the other. Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii. go Hawaii first. Really? Yeah, I'd rather go to the Maritimes. What would you do at the Maritimes? Uh, go swimming. This time of year? No, well, no, not now. But <laughs> if I went, I would try to plan okay, it for the summertime. Okay, this makes no sense. Where it's like, where would you rather go? I'd rather go to the Maritimes. Why? So I want to go swimming. Because well, I, then Hawaii's your, your no, no, thing, no, no, man. no. <laughs> but I've never swam in the Atlantic Ocean, so I would love to swim oh, in the Atlantic. Okay. I've swam in the Pacific Ocean many times. Oh, okay, all right. And sure. I swam in the actual Pacific Ocean. I'm not just talking about our fake Pacific Ocean in between an island and the ocean that we have here. Where people insist that it's the ocean. Okay, it's not an ocean. It's a strait, and it's an inlet. True. You have to like go on the other side of the island to actually see the Pacific where there's big rolling waves and stuff like that. But I have swum in that water and it is fucking cold, by the way. Yep. But, uh, I would love to swim in the Atlantic, which I'm sure is also fucking cold. No, I think, uh, no, you'd like it. And again, I'm a fan of Halifax. It's a really beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got a lot of space and it's yeah. not too, 
overcrowded with stuff and you i think i think you would like halifax quite a bit it's got enough uh history that's really interesting the buildings are cool the cool. food is great uh generally the people were nice when i was there they were fine maybe there's some assholes i missed could be <laughs> could be you could be you could they be really more... enjoy a swiss chalet that's odd swiss I've chalet that. tastes good there doesn't taste good here swiss oh, chalet there is fucking fantastic oh you you've lake swiss chalet in the maritimes oh yeah here yeah, it's an experience there. I like, don't, I don't like it at all. I think I've mentioned this before. Of course you don't. Yeah. Cause you're here. Yeah. Go there. And it's like, <laughs> this is the, the day the Toblerone bars came in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cause it's the holiday, yeah. uh, uh, season at Swiss Chalet. It's like, Hey, the, the Swiss Chalet, uh, the Toblerone bars are in and they also have the cranberry sauce. Oh, we gotta go. It's like, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. Everyone's excited. We gotta go. Gotta go. Yeah. Oh, it's so busy because everyone's so excited mm-hmm. about the Toblerone bars. And I know. And are you excited about a Toblerone bar? <laughs> of course you're not. Why would you fucking care? But there, it's amazing. Is that right? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Well, you know, yeah, I can't, I'm not going to, uh, continue my blanket condemnation of the world's, uh, or other places' food. So no. So I guess Swiss Chalet is great, although I've eaten there once and I thought it wasn't that great. No, it's not great here. And it's closed here anyway, so it's over. So it's um, over. Here, it's over. Uh, so they, it you, was here for still, a long time. Yeah, it was very here, here for a long time. Uh, do you uh, still go to the giant sandwich place every so often? Uh, I haven't been for a while, but only mostly because um, we usually eat out. And he's... The days that I would go would be Thursday, Friday, so it just doesn't seem to work out. Okay. I've been thinking about it, though. I was thinking about going tomorrow, actually. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's an interesting-looking sandwich. It's a very, very good sandwich. And what's nice about it is that it's so fresh that it's just as good the second day mm. to have the, the second half of it. Because you cannot eat a whole whole sandwich, or at least I can't. No. I mean, I, guess I could if I like just said to myself, you know what? I'm just going to eat this whole sandwich right now. I don't care how I'm going to feel the rest of the day. I could eat it, obviously. It does but. seem uh, a little hack, but if you do have a chance, please take a uh, picture of your sandwich and share it with our uh, viewers. Okay. I have t- I have pictures of a sandwich on my phone somewhere. I understand. Yes. We'd like like to see those. Uh, speaking, okay. speaking of food, yes. uh, I am looking forward to seeing this movie tonight. Uh, let me I'm glad. I'm that. glad. I like the director. He's I great. I like uh, What We Do in Shadows. I like the Wilder... What's it? Hunt, Wilder Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People. Which are on Netflix. I don't know if they're only on Netflix Canada, but if you have Netflix... I advise you to please look up What We Do in the Shadows yep. and Hunt for the Wilder People. Both awesome, great, wonderful, heartwarming. Hunt for the Wilder People is heartwarming. Not so much <laughs> the va- fake vampire documentary. <laughs> but yeah, it's great films. Yeah, agreed. So looking forward to seeing uh, the director. Taiko Waititi. Yes. So, Taika, much, Taika so much Waititi. I'm like, hey, that's that's great. And I'm glad that they're taking risks and doing weird shit with their franchise. Mm. Good for them. Learn from this, Star Wars. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but with the, we're going to the VIP because that was the one that, uh, mm-hmm. is in 2D, which is, uh, nice because you get yes. to actually watch the movie and not yes. have glasses. Mm-hmm. Now, my only problem with this is I've been to the other, uh, VIP theater. You have been as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, this is another VIP. Now, this one you can order food, yeah. proper food, but, uh, at the other theater I've been to, uh, they don't know what they're doing. And you can tell that they're, yeah. they're, they're having a hard time. Yeah. And yeah. so I feel bad for everyone involved. You know, they've <laughs> got to greet you when you come in. And it's like, hi, this is your first time here. Well, here's how it all works. And here's the production. And here's that. And you know, they're going, please don't order food. Cause this is so <laughs> difficult for us. We have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. And, uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, you order your food. They put it on a screen. Nothing comes up on the screen. They're like, oh, geez, it's not going <laughs> to the kitchen. What the fuck? Can we, you pay for it with a machine? The machine's not working. Do you have cash? I don't know. Oh my God. Just, you know, look. Yeah. I'm happy for the seat. The seat's comfortable. Everything's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. But I just feel so guilty. And you're not allowed to tip. And I, I, I don't think you, you do. And I 
feel bad. Oh, it's just a, it's a whole production number. I feel awkward. They've got a kneel in front of you, mm-hmm. in front of you on this kind of semi-sticky yeah. floor. Yeah. It's just, uh, weird. It's, uh, and the food's like, all right. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's a kind of burger that you'd get made at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fine. It's not like, yeah, it's not gourmet living. Yeah. Basically, I have been to the VIP thing many times. Yeah. By many times, I mean four. Okay. And, uh, I've only ever gotten popcorn and a pop because that's. And sometimes you don't get popcorn. It doesn't show if, up. Because they forgot to deliver it. Yeah. Because they have no way of knowing where you're sitting. <laughs> they have no setup for that. It's just so weird. Like if you go to a restaurant, yeah. they have like a table. They yeah. have a table map. Table 12. They table ta- 13. That's right. That place that's has That's that jerk honestly, at table 13. Yeah. He's uh, giving me all the guff. That's, that's me. this food. That's me. Yeah. Uh, but this place, yeah, you, there's, there's no one to give guff to. You don't even see anybody half the time. And then... That nothing shows up. And you think it would make sense because all your seats are numbered. So you have the number of the seats. Yeah. Enter the seat number. Yeah. Enter the thing. Enter mm-hmm. the boop. Boop, yep. boop, boop. Yeah. Oh, boy. And what Not they could do, way. it feels like, is you should be able to have a thing where, like, just off the top, you know, you're like, oh, there's your seat number. Uh, do you want to order some food? Yeah. Uh, we'll just run a tab for you or something. Bleep. There. So now, mm. you know, order your food. Great. That's going to be charged to your card. Are you cool with that? Yes. Boop. Done. <laughs> Everything's great. Life goes on. Yeah. Things are wonderful. No. Oh, here's the machine. You got a thing. Boop, beep, boop. Yeah. And again, there's never a signal. Oh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's not, it's not the best. No. It's not the best. I ordered like a popcorn cauliflower, right? What does that mean? Okay. Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, so it's our cauliflower popcorn. Now, what you. No, what, I'm, even, I'm even more disturbed. Well, I like, here's what I like. I like when you, you like take cauliflower, cauliflower okay. and then you can, you can bake it and you can coat it and you make it almost like, uh, chicken wings and you have it with hot sauce. It's delicious. So good. Uh, so basically I thought like, oh, here's what it is. It'll be like they've, they've made cauliflower like popcorn. Okay. And you're going to like just, you know, they deep fried it because it's deep fried. Okay. I'm like, oh, that's delicious. That'll be, that'll be fantastic. There's like about five pieces of cauliflower that they deep fried not well and then just shoved it in some popcorn. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> well, it's okay. like someone's mom. All right. uh, went like, "Oh, you like mixing M and M's in with your uh, with your popcorn, right? Yeah. How about a healthy alternative? We'll split the difference, and I'll put cauliflower in there <laughs> instead. How's that for you? <laughs> uh, I don't know, mom. Are you've gone crazy, and we're gonna have to put you in a home now because this is a terrible idea. Ugh. But here's the thing. So overpresented as well. And a yeah, big cone. Of course. Here's the thing though. Is to be fair to them, you did order cauliflower popcorn. Yes. So there's a lot of blame to go around. A lot of blame to go around in that okay. situation. Sure. You know. Fair enough. <laughs> and I possibly didn't have enough alcohol to not care. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the idea was behind that. Huh. Do you know how I like cauliflower? Steamed in a pot. Okay. There you go. Sure. That sounds good. Perfect. Do you butter or do you... Oh, no, no. Just straight? Just straight. Straight, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Same with broccoli? Yes. Okay. Do you like a mix of cauliflower and broccoli together? Um, keep them separate. I keep them separate. Actually, I will cook them together. It's fine. Okay. They're both broccolids. Is that what they're called? Something like that. Once again, you say it's spinach and you say to hell with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, I like um, broccoli and cauliflower, but I don't like them raw, which is weird. I just like them cooked. Oh, that's not unusual. Same with the carrots. You don't like eating raw chicken, and you like eating cooked chicken. That's not weird. Mm. I tried to eat carrots. I was I ran out of oranges at work, so I thought, here's a good substitute for oranges: <laughs> carrots. They're also orange. Mm. Yeah, 
So's Velveeta cheese. But okay, go continue. <laughs> so, so I would, you brought this all orange diet. I brought, I brought two carrots, like two large carrots, to work, and I ate them. And then I got a stomachache because I don't know why. I don't. My stomach didn't like having all that carrot. Yeah. But this is too much carrot, Dave. Yeah, that's a Cut lot of fiber on the at once, I suppose. I guess. I don't know. Because or, an or, orange is fine. Were you wisecracking while you ate them, Bugs Bunny style? I, I was eating them rather quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. It is weird. It just made me feel not great. And I was like, oh, I guess maybe maybe it's a sign of getting old. You just can't digest carrots anymore. Like when you're a kid, you're all over them. That's what they say about old people. You can't eat vegetables. <laughs> you can't it's eat your vegetables. At all. <laughs> I don't know. But it's weird, right? Like why would Well, I, try just eating one carrot and seeing how it goes. Maybe two know. large carrots is too much. I don't know. Maybe so. I, I don't but know a lot feel of like people enough, that eat then. two large carrots. What? It doesn't feel like enough then. Oh, okay. For my snack. My, you know, I need I need energy to carry on with my day. And that's your that's a carrot's worth of energy. Well, yeah. I mean, one orange. I'm not. How about celery? Do you like celery? I don't. A I mean, bit of cheese in there. Yeah, I have to have something with it. I mean, celery is feels like one of those things where you're expending more energy than you're getting. Ants on a log. Do you ever have that? No, that's a weird idea to me. <laughs> like raisins with cheese and then a celery. No, not cheese. Just just raisins themselves. No, 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 no. Ants on a log. Yeah. is uh, peanut butter. Oh, it's, it's peanut, peanut butter. Pe- peanut butter on celery with uh, <clears throat> with raisins on it. You know, I've never tried peanut butter with, with celery. It's probably pretty good. It is I, good. Because I like peanut butter with cucumbers. Well, you're already on board. And I like peanut butter with lettuce. You're already on board. So Look, you got it with the uh, – when you're doing your, your I don't know cheese, about the I don't know about the ants part of it. Well, d- I don't, don't the start raisins. with the ants. Don't go all in. <laughs> <laughs> or find out the origin, uh, the original place where that was invented, that dish. Where was and, it? I don't know. And oh, then just gonna go for, I'm going to guess Maine. Come on. Give us Maine, some trivia. No, Maine. Maine. Go to really? Maine. And uh, Maine. and hunt it down. Go there. It's yeah. never. It's oh, that's where it's best. Yes, the best place in the world. If you had baked beans, you'd go to Boston, right? And then you're gonna have a delicious baked bean. You're gonna. Try, Why would you go to Boston uh, for baked gonna, beans? You're gonna. What's that? Why would you go to Boston, Boston for baked beans? That's where they're. That's what they're known for. Baked beans. Really? Yes. That's all they got going for them? Not all. They've got other things. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. What else do they have? Uh, well, they got those donuts. Is it Boston? Those clam Boston chowder? cream donuts are pretty good. I don't like the Boston cream donuts. Well, because you've not been to Boston. <laughs> That's the only place we're good? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have you tried a Chicago-style deep dish pizza here? Terrible. No, no, I never have. Yeah, try it in Chicago. It's also terrible. It's not a good idea. Really? It's not good. No. You don't like deep dish no, pizza? It's too, uh, it's too much bad. pizza? Yeah, you have half a piece and you're uh, full for a week. And you feel in pain. <laughs> and you don't want to do what you're going to do later because you're just so heavy. <laughs> And then you see everyone walking around Chicago and like, I'm not going to put down a uh, culture, but holy shit, this is why, guys. Don't make this a thing. This isn't real. Hmm. Have you seen what they put on their hot dogs? Actually, I like what they put on their hot dogs. Wow. They put a pickle on their hot dogs? Yes. That's smart. I like it. A couple you like of it? Well, it's basically of, like... But it's tomatoes. It's basically like whole relish. Onions. That's yes. all it is. That's the pickle is. It's but it's got the extra crunch to it. Mm-hmm. That is, mm-hmm. a Chicago dog is pretty good. Do they put tomatoes on it? Yeah, and uh, usually like uh, jalapeno peppers. So basically what they do is they just, instead of putting, they just like put everything like in its whole state on it. So ketchup is just tomatoes. Mm. Relish is pickles. Sure. And then Mustard I seeds, I guess. Yeah. They do put mustard. And celery salt. Hmm. That's a weird one. Yeah, but it adds a little different types of spice to it. Celery salt is one of those uh, herbs or and or spices that you you use in your lake. I'm not sure what this is doing or why I'm putting it in here, but I guess I'll throw it in. There's an experiment that I would like to do sometime, but they'd probably catch on to it and get mad, where there's a diner up the the road called Lucy's. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you go, I've at, eaten there. and yeah, I've eaten there like late at night when there's not a lot of other options, and I can actually get in. And I <laughs> and occasionally I will order the Chicago dog. Oh, okay. But anytime you order the Chicago dog, yeah, radically different. 
what how they put it together. Oh, really? Radically different. Not even depends close. on the depends on the chef. Yeah, not even close. They don't know what they're doing, so they're just they're just making it up every time. They leave tons of stuff off. They put extra things on. And I, what I would love to do is every night go in and just take a picture of that hot dog <laughs> and just do a blog about like let's see what they're calling a Chicago dog tonight. <laughs> Here we go. So they're no uh, what's up dog. No, those guys do a good hot dog. They're pretty good. And they did their Bob's Burgers uh, tribute again this year. Mm, nice. Where they all dressed up like Bob's Burgers for uh, a couple of days. Nice. It's fun. You don't like the buns, though, there. The hot dog buns? Yeah. Not the hot dog buns, the hamburger buns. You didn't care for the hamburgers when we when we were there. You liked the hot. You had a hot dog and a hamburger. You liked the hot dog. You were not a fan of the burger. Did it's, I have a burger when we were yes, there? Yes, you did. You had both a burger and you had, I believe we were with Nina. Yeah, yeah. Man, it sounds like we hang out with Nina a lot. Uh, and, <laughs> she is the third. Di- she is the third dragon. That's true. I for- I keep yeah. forgetting that. Yeah, yeah we got to give her some of this uh, this dragon cash that we keep making here. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you had both a hot dog and a burger, and you liked the uh, hot dog a mm. lot, and you did not care for the burger. As much. I don't like a. I don't like an overly. I don't. Basically, I just want the bread to be like a transportation device for the for the condiments right. and meat to go into my if mouth. The I bread could just be a slide. You could <laughs> put the meat on. No, it I want run it down. Into I your want mouth. the bread. I just I just don't want to have like the bread to be too much about it. It should be about the bread. It should be about yeah. the. They've got an odd bread. They've got a, a, a square yet round bread. Yeah. The base is square. The top is well rounded. Mm. It's a bit too much bread. It's a bit too dense. No, they're hot dogs. Outstanding. Spot on, yeah. And they're named after a podcast uh, inside joke. So good for them. I also appreciate that. Uh, someone asked me this question one time, and I had an answer for them. It sounds like a politician. The right thing. answer. The right answer. That's what politicians do. Their question came up to me, and they said to me, Dave, Dave. when is uh, when, when are people going to start caring about Canada again? And I said to that person, never. Fuck off. <laughs> wow, I had an answer. I'm not a politician, I said. I had an answer ready for them already. That's right. No, what about question- the little guy, Dave? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> the question was, what is more important on a hot dog? The wiener <laughs> or the bun? Okay, well, saying on a hot dog is wrong then. Okay, in a hot is, dog. In a hot dog, I'm sorry. Okay. What is more important What is more important with, when you have a hot dog? The wiener or the bun? Well, I have an answer. I'm curious what, you, what your answer is. Well, Think about it carefully before you answer because uh-huh. this may change well, I, everyone's got, opinion. I've got, I've got an answer. Oh, okay. I've got an answer. Now, listen. Okay. If if they're both if either of them are completely off, as in rotten or moldy, okay. let's take that off the table. Okay, yes, that's let's it. take standard operating procedure. Sure. Let's just take the base yeah. level. Yeah, I am going to say bun because you put so much business on a hot dog. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah, but you can't you can't uh, you can't, can't replace the bun. the bun. You can't fix the bun if you have a bad bun. Cause that's the thing. You can have Too like you can bread done. You can get, get those cheap awful wieners that taste like chalk. You know what I kind of mean? Like the mm-hmm. Schneiders and stuff like that, where they're just like these little tiny yeah. wieners, like the, like kind of a small cigar. Sure. And they're just terribly made and who knows what's even in them. Mm-hmm. Or you can get, you know, some nice like barbecue size ones that right. are in the little, the little cellophane, you know, Fancy tube. Pants, yeah. Tube. And, uh, you know, so either one of those, but if you have a terrible bun, if you have a bun that's, you know, kind of gross or whatever. Maybe it's freezer burned, or maybe it's just too big, or yeah, just too big, too big, or too, too much, dense. too too hard to chew. It just, it just wrecks it, wrecks the fun. Yeah. So yeah. And do you, I'm all uh, about do the you bun. toast? Do you toast your uh, hot dog buns? I do not. Here's what I do. I unless take, sorry, unless please. it's a steel bun. Understood. Then I'll toast. Have it. you seen those hot dog toasters? No. There's a it's a toaster. Does it toast a bun and the hot dog? Both. So wow. you put the wiener in the in the wiener hole. Okay. Adorable. 
<laughs> you, you just have your toast. And then you put the bun in the toasting yeah. thing, and they both toast, and they both pop up together. Yeah. You put it in there, and there you go. There must be grease for days in that fucking thing, right? <laughs> that is a fire hazard day one. Yeah. Um, but no, what I do is I'll take the bun, and I'll, you know, normally what you should do, you take a bun, open it up, mm-hmm. uh, preheated oven that's been at 400 degrees, turn that off, put that in there, leave that in there for about two minutes, take it out, nice and toasty, off you go. Yeah. What I do, because mm-hmm. I'm lazy, is I'll open the bun up and rest it on top of a toaster at like almost close to the lowest setting, hit it down, nothing in it. Yeah. The heat comes up, toast, toast your bun, you're okay. fine. That's good. Yeah. I just throw it in the frying pan beside the, the hot dog. I see. If I'm going to toast it. So you don't but, have any grease in there? Like, what happens? No, no, it's fine. The fat from the hot dog doesn't like... I don't... I, my hot dogs don't have any fat in them. I don't know what you're eating. It sounds like mm, garbage. Interesting. Yeah, buy good hot dogs. Don't right. waste your money. Okay. Uh, hey, Mr. Big Shot. It's time <laughs> of the maple leaf uh, nonsense just a couple of seconds ago. Yeah, I don't eat that stuff. Oh, what, what, what hot dogs do you use? What do I get? Huge. Huge. Get... Where's this Where's this list coming from? All of a sudden, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm that woodchuck from uh, all the old Disney things. Hey, Pooh Bears. Yeah, what's Slate Whistle. Whistle, that Slate Whistle. How can I be in so many cartoons? Am I the same character? What show? Okay, go ahead. I get like the Harvest uh, Wieners, you know. Like, nice. they're, they're well made. They're, they're good good hot dogs. And they're a little bit more, but whatever. They're worth it. And so are you. They're worth it. <laughs> I'm worth it. How many hot dogs do you eat at a sitting? Three. <laughs> used to be four had to cut back gotta recognize i'm getting older sorry to make this a real ninathon okay. uh but we we were hanging out on halloween and yeah. uh and uh tonight before we go to the movies yeah. uh nina i believe and you know maybe history will call me a liar uh maybe going to ikea with my sister-in-law and my wife okay and uh my sister-in-law and my wife both excited about the meatballs because mm. we enjoy going to ikea sure. and getting the meatballs sure. nina on the wheat, on the meatballs. Fair enough, we say. But what she's excited about yeah. are the hot dogs. Yep, I'm with her. Because they're so inexpensive. Yep. And they're, and, and they're fine. Yeah, what are they now? Like 75 cents still for like a I hot dog? Know. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's cheap. It's, cheap. it's not as ridiculous as, as uh, what the cheapest hot dogs used to be, which was uh, at Army and Navy mm. in the basement. Yep. Three for a dollar. Yes, very good Three deal. Three for a goddamn dollar. And then don't forget to get your uh, uh, frosted malt before you go. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to A and W in a long time. Not A and W, but A Army Navy in a yeah, long time. I wonder if they still have anything like that in the yeah, basement. It, it feels a... like they couldn't. It feels like that must be from a bygone era. Well, the whole place felt like that because they used to sell rifles down downstairs. <laughs> yep, you could shoot your own had the, uh, animal. They had and their they'd make it into a hot dog in front of you. That's right. They uh, had their like a sporting their sporting department was downstairs yeah. and sporting yeah, nice sports squirrel hot dog were uh, <laughs> also involved rifles, which you know uh, people in America. This does not seem weird. Yeah. Because you go into a store in America, like a sporting goods store in America, and there's like this wall full of full of scary, scary munitions. Here in Canada, you just don't see that anywhere very much, like except for Army and Navy. And they yep. go, they have their gu- and their guns on display. You ever wonder, like with Army and Navy, if when they rifles, were, I should when say. they were putting Army and Navy together, they're like, all right, we're doing a store, and it's Army and Navy. And then they turned to the Marines and went, you guys want in? And they went, no. <laughs> we're, we're no. Better, we're better Why would that. we want to sell all that shit? We're mm. the Marines. And they mm. went, geez, all right. Fuck, I'm sorry I asked. And it just became Army and Navy. Wasn't it because they sold surplus? Army and Navy surplus? What about Marine stuff? Marines don't have any surplus. Oh, they use it all. Yeah, they're good recyclers. They use every part of the they, uh, <laughs> Every part of uh, the, the, the core. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good for them. Yes, they're the best. They are the best of the best. Let's talk... <laughs> what's so, what's so funny? <laughs> That's just a great thing to say after an hour of talking. <laughs> well, I just you know wanted, what? 
I like. Let's talk. <laughs> I like the abrupt transition. It feels like just being in the middle of like you've just been in a dance marathon <laughs> in about hour six. Hey, you want to dance? Like what? What are we even doing? I'm sweating. My feet are blistered. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little, do a little dollop of trollop. Sure, all right. If that's okay. I don't know what the uh, intro to dollop of trollop is. We don't have an intro. It's fine. We don't need an intro. Trollop. <laughs> that seems out of place, but that's fine. Whatever. So, uh, I, oh, I just finished uh, an interesting book by Trollope called The American Senator. And it's all about, can you guess what? A woman who is, loves a man who doesn't realize that she loves him. Oh. And also an American senator. Okay. Senator Gotobed is his name. G-O-T-O-B-E-D. I never... The weird thing about Trollope is he writes these books that are fairly serious. There's a few humorous passages and things like that. But, but, this is weird, but... He loves a goofy name. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Like, well, uh, yeah, of course you do. Why? Because his name's Trollop. Well, no, but Trollop was not a was not a funny name at the time. Okay. Like the insult Trollop came from his his mom. Oh, okay. Right? right. Like his mom went to the states to open an emporium, which went bankrupt and was a failure. And the only but what came out of it was she wrote a book called The Manners and Morals of Americans, mm. which put down America. Put it in its place. Sounds sounds about right. It was yeah. uh, it was an out. It was just like a huge this this it was, slap in the face. It was a huge slap in the face to America. It was a but a cause celebrity. It was a huge big bestseller. <laughs> people but in America, America bought it to hate it. People like yeah. People, people in England bought to it buy to love things it. Things to get mad. Yeah. So the insult trollop. Came, Angry dollars, by the way, are worth the same amount as a happy dollars. There you go. Uh, so the insult, uh, Trollope came from her name, from that book. Oh, okay. Because Ameri- the, uh, insult isn't from the, isn't from England. Like England, the idea of a Trollope is not a, it's not a thing. Only in America. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, so, uh, I think it came more from Dickens. I think he liked that element of Dickens, that kind of slightly silly element, which he tried to bring into his own books, but his, he wasn't a Dickens. He didn't write in that vein. His characters were much more down to earth and, and realistic feeling. Where did the expression "that little Dickens" come from? I have no idea. Mm. I really don't. But even the Dickens as a yeah, he's writing like the Dickens. That would make sense, but I, that's not where where it's uh, yeah. what the what the root of it is. I remember reading this. This uh, hurts like the Dickens. Yeah, well, for the devil. The oh, Dickens was a, re- hurts was like a the replacement. Devil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like Jiminy Cricket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like um, there was a, Jiminy Cricket being Christ. I was going to say, I remember reading this article by the New Yorker writer Joseph Mitchell. Um, and the article is called the don't, the don't swear man. I think was what it's called. And so it was, he was like drinking in a bar, which is how most of his articles start. <laughs> and, uh, this guy was in the bar and he introduced himself, gave him his business card. And he was the don't swear man. And he was trying to take cussing out of, you know, out of use. Okay. And so that was his, his, uh, his. And so, but he's telling a story. He said, even I have the occasional weakness. One day I came home, I was carrying my groceries, I had two bags of groceries in my arms. And I walked up the steps to my door, and I was fishing for my keys, and one of my bags fell, and all my groceries fell out of it, and then rolled down the steps, and my milk broke. And I just couldn't help myself. And Joseph Mitchell said, well, what did you say? He said, I said, the dickens. <laughs> but he told me even that was swearing, so there you go. I think that's because of the devil. But anyway, and probably because Charles Dickens was popular, and just the name yeah. as a... Kind of it almost the sounds like uh, the the whole you know you get Cockney slang where you uh, use a rhyming word mm-hmm. for the thing you mean. Trouble and it strife. feels like uh, almost alliterative, uh, you know, uh, replacements for like Jiminy Cricket or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the Dickens. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So back to Trollope. Back to Trollope. He so, likes a silly name. He likes a silly name. But no, this uh, the book was interesting because it's it with 
there is a there is a story with a with a Mary Masters who loves who who was uh partly raised by in a by the by in a gentrified setting, mm-hmm. even though her family is not of of that ilk. But it sort of raised her above her station, so she can't marry mm-hmm. people she knows because that would lower her. And just but anyway. But what was interesting in the book was it deals with something that Trollope loved, which was hunting. He loved to hunt. He hunted three days a week, as well as working for the post office, editing a magazine, and writing forty-seven novels. He um, and it, but it's an interesting book because the senator is kind of our outside view of this well-established at that time hunting institution, and to him the idea that it was perfectly legal for a group of hundreds of people on horses to go traipsing through everyone's property, chasing after some animal. It was just mind blowing <laughs> to him that it was more important for, it was more, the hunt had priority over all other activities. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you, so if you had a farm, you know, and you had a barnyard and you had fields and stuff like that, it was perfectly fine for these guys to go crashing through, you know, jumping your fences, knocking down your fences, tr- you know, crashing through your grain and, and everything else. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, many of the more wealthy farmers also hunted. So that it was yeah. part of the, Cult, it's such a part of the culture, but it was interesting to get his point of view of this thing where to him it just feels so unfair that, you know, and then, and then it's not the person who owns the property who gets a set if he claims damages, which was commonly done and you right. could claim damages and you'd be paid for loss of your crops or whatever. But the, the amount was set by the, by the people who were the hunt, who were in the hunt, you know, so the, the lord of the manor would set, would say, well, I'm going to pay you this amount of money per acre or whatever. And so it's an interesting point of view because, like I say, Trollans love Trollop loved the hunt. Did I say Trollans? I mixed up Dickens and Trollop. Yeah, Trollop. You're always confusing Trollop uh, with Henry Rollins. That's true. Uh, so similar to me. Yeah, which one stuck a, uh, your magazine to his chest? Was that Trollop? That was Trollop. <laughs> yeah, we met him, and he he was all sweaty from writing. He wrote 2,500 words a day. And hunting too, and hunting as well. <laughs> he does. He does introduce Give me that himself. Newspaper boy, slap. Take the picture. I'll pose for two minutes while uh, while that photo <laughs> develops. Yes. Oh, did I blink? The during that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interestingly, he does introduce himself in one of his books as a novelist who is wrote wrote like hunted. Oh. Okay. And he's not complimentary to his writing at all. I think he was more than aware of where he f- fell in the hierarchy. But his his description of of the hunt is because he loved it so much. It's always like a highlight of his books because it's just told with so much detail. And you can just really feel like the whole culture of it and, and right. you know, like, cause it wasn't just, it wasn't just, you know, tally ho and then jumping over fences. There's a whole, the meat, you know, coming together, having your, your, your cup of, of liquor before you started it, like getting the hounds going, finding the scent, actually having a fox that would cooperate with you and, and not just like run around in a circle, then go back into a burrow or something, you know, and there's a lot of times where, and then once you had a fox, you just hunted it to the end, no matter how gory and gross it was. Yeah. Even if it just went into a hole, then you would dig it out, like get shovels out and just dig it out and kill it. You know, it's just like, there's just, that's what it was. And so it's not By the way, always... here comes the SPCA. Uh, to, <laughs> so uh, upset about to this about this story. As, as always, can you guess what uh, is just going by? Did you say l'ambulance? Well, then you're a French person, so have a glass of wine. <laughs> A glass of verre du vin. Yeah, or a non-alcoholic <laughs> uh, du vin is what. Um, or, or a poutine. Knock yourself out. Well, that's something else that Trello brings up in the story is the idea of that, you know, foxes were vermin because they killed livestock. Yes. So it was perfectly okay to kill them. But at the same time, it was perfectly okay that you shouldn't kill them because we need them to hunt. 
So you'd have this weird thing of like, oh, they're vermin, they kill chickens, but don't kill them, don't poison them, because that would hurt the hounds. Uh, you just, you know, let them thrive and, and we'll hunt them away. Yeah. As long as there's lots of them around that we can hunt. That's the important part of it. Oh, your chickens are dying? Sorry. We, we need foxes to hunt. Mm-hmm. It was a very weird, it was you a very weird thing. You wouldn't think like they, they would like just have like a fox farm. Just breed some. How many do you need in a year? Like breed that amount. That's not a problem. And hey, how about running them? But they had to, they had to be like, they had to have the natural hunt though, like where the fox ran off. Right. With, they knew not where. Like they had no idea where they would go. Right, right. You know, sure. and there would be like a classic, Never to be forgotten rye that took, went across two counties or whatever. Yeah. And then other times it was just a kashmazel and it ended up in a gory mess. You people, know? uh, people enjoy a ritual. And people, and they admired the foxes that got away as well. You know, mm-hmm. like the, that was a, you know, oh, that was that fox we've hunted twice before. And yeah. then, you know, they, so was, and if they get away three times, they get to join the hunt as a, a member of the party. And then they get to hunt, uh, the guy who's the worst hunter. Yeah. And then the fox gets to ride his horse and, uh, and chase after him. And so in that way, it's fair. Mm. They dress the guy up as a fox and make him. <laughs> yep. Well, they, <laughs> and this uh, is also how foxy boxing came to be. They do that now. They do what it's a, a, called a drag hunt, where where someone on a horse will have like a scented thing, and they'll they'll ride and just create their a uh, path. Oh, is that right? And then the hounds will follow that. But it's not quite as exciting because you you know where you're going to go. Someone's already set an agreed to course that right. people are going to follow. You don't get this kind of. Whither, whither, where it was going to go? Do people still fox hunt? Is that still a thing? Uh, Ireland fox hunt is still legal in Ireland, yeah. um, but it's illegal in England. Mm-hmm. But um, they they do they have a drag hunt here once a year as well. It's just not a it's not that big anymore because people. I mean, when people were riding, when people were riding in fox hunts, I mean, they rode all the time. Yeah, they just didn't hop on a horse once once in a while and then decide they're going to barrel across the country, jumping over fences and hedges and over ditches and things. They rode all the time. Like the horses were a big part of their, of their, their life, you know, like everything in their life, yeah. you know. They were connected to them. Yeah. It all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we got more stuff to do now. There's other that's, things. That's There's part of it of too. Things. I would, if I was a rider who could ride half decently, I would, I would have loved to have tried that. The drag hunt? Not necessarily drag hunt. I'd rather do, <laughs> I know how, how cruel it sounds, but I'd rather do like the, un, this crazy, unexpected, you just don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. thing. I would prefer the fox get away. I like, there's a New Yorker cartoon. I was looking through New Yorker cartoons when we were talking about them a little while ago, and there's one by, I think, either Re, Ir- Re Irving or, or, uh, Lewis Williams of a vicar, uh, blessing the hounds before the hunt. Mm-hmm. And then it shows him, uh, then running and jumping over fences, and then he's blessing the, the, the fox as well. <laughs> yeah. But I feel the same way. Uh-huh. I think, you know, both, both should, we don't need to actually catch the fox. Just have the fun of chasing this poor bewildered creature over hill and dale. Ah, it sounds so cruel, but it's so, so at the same time, it would be, Really kind of cool to do. Uh, cool and cruel. That is, that is fair. The other interesting part of the book is, um, it's this really great, uh, dissection of being a woman who needs to get married, but has gotten to the point where she's basically played out her hands. You know, she's been around, she's been in the market for so long. Mm-hmm. She's basically spoiled goods and is, is looked upon, you know, and has become like a drag to, to everyone, to her parents. To her, their family, you know, the people they go to visit, you know, like every, everything in your life is about trying to get married because, it, you know, yeah, I, it's not to condemn her. I mean, and Trollope is not condemning her at all. He's just showing this desperate situation for someone who needs to, and she's not an admirable person, you know, cause she's become, you know, her life is just about maneuvers and this sort of, you know, trying to trap someone or, or go for the best chance, you yeah. know, like, so she's engaged to, 
this one man, but two, she decides it's boring. And so she kind of play, strings him along and chases this other person who pr promises a much better, uh, and then that falls apart. And it, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, I, I quite liked it because it's Trollope. Mm -hmm. he's, he's great. So about what age would that be back then for a woman to where it's like, uh oh, I better close some deals. I think he's, I think he's writing in the eight, 1870s so maybe 20s? by this point. Is, would that be? Oh, for a woman? Yeah. Well, yeah, late, late twenties, early thirties. You're pretty much, you're getting near the end there. You're only so much that makeup and, and hair pieces could do for you to keep you, uh, going along. And right. also, you know, um, if you didn't, weren't well off, I mean, the reason that you're having trouble getting married is you're not well off. Mm. You know, so you don't have like a big bunch of money behind you. If you right. had like, you know, 5,000 a year or whatever, uh, getting married with, is a lot easier. But if you're poor, if all you're bringing is yourself yeah. to this thing and hoping that this person's going to give you, you, and the other, you have to marry someone with money as well. You cannot marry someone without money. Yeah. That's the interesting thing in the one I'm reading now, which is, uh, is he Poppinjoy? It's called. <laughs> and, uh, now it's, what's interesting in that one is we have a woman who seems heartless. She seems heartless because she was, in love, or apparently in love with with the younger son of this Pop and Joy family, the, and she leaves. She doesn't get married to him. She marries an older man who has money. Okay, which seems heartless. But at the same time, if she'd married this this other person, their lives would have been miserable because they would have no money. Mm -hmm. You know, like and no money, especially it, back then, is no money. Is no money. That's right. You yeah. were kind of trapped by your by your social standing right. of what you could do. He is a marquee, or he is a younger son of a marquee. So he cannot go out and become a, a tradesman or, or get a job as a lawyer and stuff. That would, that would lower him. His social standing doesn't allow it. Mm -hmm. The problem though is his social standing doesn't guarantee money, doesn't guarantee income. And so, how does society look at, uh, fucking around? Like, uh, so like, uh, so you marry this person for the money. Yeah. Uh, do you have to like, uh, be loving that person or, you know, do they look the other way and like, look? This I, this is a business thing. It's you're a doing marriage. marriage it's a marriage. Business. It's it's a business. Yeah, okay, like yeah. your husband's going to mm -hmm. sleep with other people. Clearly, uh, does the wife get a shot at that too, or is that uh, frowned upon? I think that would have been would have been very. Frowned I mean, upon. It I'm would not going to say, but it's frowned upon. But it's yeah. expected. No, it's like no one would go. Oh, what a shock that this happened. <sighs> it's hard to say because in the world of Trollope, we're getting a we're getting a, a world that's sanitized right. to some degree i gotta assume if you're if your marriage is a marriage of business yeah then then to expect faithfulness with that yeah would have been this is victorian victorian era was a lot was very prim and proper i mean the victorian era is why there's a lot of the clothes terms, to get off it was why the terms white and brown and white and dark meat were invented were invented in the victorian era so that you didn't say breast mm. that's why we say white meat instead of instead of breast we could just say breast but we don't we say do you want white meat or do you want dark meat and that's why. So we don't say body parts. Right. Like that's just part of, you know, why do people say chimbley in the South? So they didn't say knee, which is a body part. Mm. That's, that is a true thing. So, you know, I think that, yes, there was carrying on that happened. Right. But I think, you know, you also had a reputation then, you know, that did not make you welcome in the society that you wanted to be part of. Right. You know, because if you were a, a person of wealth, a person of, a person of title who grew up in a particular sphere to go lower than that would have been a real hardship. And it would, obviously it would happen that people fell in social standing and disappeared maybe. But 
you would try not to have that happen to you. So, so I don't you wouldn't like they have a you know the uh, the the wife has a romp with a stable hand. That's not like a that's not a thing. That's a the, what the well, heck? it's a thing always. That's what a thing. It's like a thing always. It's people a thing are always. People and this but it's is not a. But it's not a thing that was accepted. You're saying it like wasn't an acceptable thing for people to do that. It was not accepted. If well, you did that, there's accepted and there's not accepted. There's there's the kind of accepted of yeah. just like well, of course no, we're not endorsing yeah, yeah. this sort of behavior, but. We know this is what how you the would, sausage gets made. Yeah, yeah. No, you would you would definitely drop out of sight if you were found okay. to be of such a such a person. But just not they would be beyond the pale. Beyond too the bad. Pale. I don't know if it's I, too bad. I mean, well, yeah. If you're getting married for uh, for money, it's a shame because then if you can't at least uh, you know yeah, but live if, your life. But what's the difference between getting married for money? So, but okay, and so, getting married for love. Well, if you're just fucking a stable hand, you're just yeah. fucking someone. That's that's just as well, you don't know. You're, that's just I'm, as ignominious as if, as marrying someone for money. There's no no no. It's a, the difference is like uh, you're having sex with someone who you're attracted to, and there's something to that, and there's something to whatever that relationship is. You know, it could just be pure physical pleasure. You wouldn't have sex with a stable hen anyway, because that would just be ugh. Is that right? Oh yeah. All right. Well, you're a farrier. You'd know. So no, I just uh, mean, I just mean, <laughs> I mean, in terms of like, you know, like you okay. look for someone in your own world that you you wouldn't. Well, it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for something that's just uh, you know, rumbly tumbly, you know, possibly, and then I don't know. I'm just uh everything's everything's difficult. Ugh, the past. It's nice to live now, right? Because uh, lady, lady Chatterley's lover is not a happy story. No. What is a happy, a happy story for me? a happy story. Even the happiest stories have, you know, All the most romantic stories yeah. have the two kids dying of uh, poison and uh, suicide. Well, if, they, if they'd stopped it a little sooner, it would have been a very happy story. I don't think so. Do you think Romeo and Juliet would have been happy? He like <laughs> he had a he had a nice romance with Rosalind, mm. and uh, then was a dick to her, and then it all blew. I mean, I give that Romeo and Juliet uh, like six months tops. And mm. then it would he would have been Romeo and Phyllis or whatever the next the next one down the pipe. Don't you mean Romeo plus Juliet? Oh Jesus Christ! No, I do not. I do not. What story has a happy ending from the past from that for that time period? Oh, lots of stories. Okay, good. Pride and Prejudice. All right. Mary Darcy. Think that all worked lots out? Of money, uh, Jane Mary's long, uh, long. Lo- uh, do you think they're happy? Those two? Well, yes. In the con in the context of the story, yes, they are happy. Okay. Will they be happy in five years? I fucking that's don't know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. But there, that's the thing that's that what Robert. I'm asking you. But here's the thing, Robert Altman uh-huh. said: there are no happy endings. There are only happy stopping places. Mm. All your life always is a tragedy. Your life will end tragically. Really? Yes. Yeah. Either you die uh-huh. and leave your loved ones behind, right? Or they die and leave you behind. Or you die at the same time and that horrible explosion, <laughs> never knowing, <laughs> never knowing, and it's fine. Happy That's, birthday. Someone, Blow out the candles, someone Grandma. Will miss you. Gas leak kaboom! <laughs> happy ending that's, all around. I guess that's a happy ending. If that's yeah. your idea of a happy ending. Yeah. And then you know what? Then because the whole family was there sure. except for some side yeah. relatives, mm-hmm. they get all the inheritance. Ugh. They weren't, they, they don't barely know you. And they're rich. Happy ending all around. I, Everyone's I, great. I forgot what a happy ending the thing had, but you're right. Mm-hmm. That movie ends just on a real cheery note. Sure. Everyone's, everyone's going to die. That's well, they're going enough. to die. Well, fair enough. It's a happy ending if you're the thing. Why? Because it's great. Things are fine for you. Why? You're just going to freeze again until someone finds you? Yeah. Yeah. I guess fine? True. Yeah. I mean, look. Look at it from the thing's point of view. Aside from a little bit of pain, uh, you know, had a good day. Got a lot done. <laughs> Met some new people. Tried some new things. Met some new... Transformed some new people. Yeah. Yeah. Had a, had nice. a nice time. Sure. 
Sure. Right? Well, you got to look at it from that perspective, I don't brother. have to. I don't have to do that at you all. You know what? Yeah. To the thing, yeah. this was just a fox hunt. <laughs> right? Enjoying itself. Sure. If it went back to its home world, Predator. Thing, thing world, yeah. uh, it would go like, hey, how'd you like Earth? Oh, I'm telling you, it's pretty great. You know, you go, if you freeze for I don't a think bit. there is a thing world. Oh, where do you think things from? Oh, no, it did come in a spaceship, though, didn't it? That's a weird part of that story. Unless, here's the thing I think. I don't think there is a thing world, actually. I think thing came in a spaceship from a different culture that had spaceships. It just took over and transformed that mm, culture possibly. until it was all gone. And then it got into a spaceship in a form that could fly. Could be. And then it went to that planet, crashed, and then it transformed itself into humans. Right. And eventually, if it had, when it's able to escape Antarctica, it will consume the entire world. Mm-hmm. And everything will be gone. And then it'll be stuck because we don't have interstellar flight yet. Mm. So we'll have to wait until some aliens come okay. down and then he'll take over them and then he'll take their spaceship and fly off again. All right. It's a or theory. It, it, I should say, or she. We, have, we don't know. Right. It doesn't matter. Or uh, its parents show up and it's two other its and they're like, what have you been doing? I'm like, mom. <laughs> and then, you know, it's got to go up to it's space. It's a teenager? Yeah. It's like a little bit of E.T. at the end. Yeah. It was like, it was lonely, you know, the whole time. And then it sees its parents and they I go that. up That's to a, space. The best ending ever. Yeah. Hmm. Mrs. It, Mr. It, seeing, looking for the little baby it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, you got to have the empathy here. Sure. By the way, here's a dumb theory that I was uh, putting out on uh, Facebook. And, is this uh, is this a, a we're we're ending dollop of trollop now? Let's end dollop of trollop. Sure. Okay. Uh, and we're ending dollop of trollop now. <laughs> What's getting mixed up with TikTok? What? Yeah, I don't. We don't want to get them mixed up with our other show about Charles Dickens, Dick Talk. Okay. Yeah. Um. Here's my theory about uh, Howard the Duck in the Marvel Universe. Wait. Uh, okay. Should should I care about this? Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, you got uh, Howard the Duck shows up. Tell you that. Uh, it's been a couple of movies deep. You should know that that's the Isn't case. it the weirdest looking Howard the Duck, though? This is my theory. Okay. My theory is yep. that is not Howard the Duck okay. that you know previously. Okay. That is the son of Howard the Duck from the 80s movie. That's him and Beverly's kid. Oh. Yeah. And that's why he looks all fucked up. Because he's like part human, and part that duck, yeah, yeah. and the two do not mix well. No, and, you you're know, right. He, it was rough, and things weren't great, mm. and so ended up like going to going to space because like life on I, Earth was just. I like forgot about bad. that. They do get it on in the movie, don't they? They do. They have a little duck condom, but I don't think they use it, and uh, it's very <laughs> well, I weird. Can't fist that fit fix fist. Can't fit fit that corkscrew twisty penis. corkscrew penis. Yeah. yeah. When did we all learn that? But it seems like the world learned that on the same damn day. <laughs> We're all horrified. We all by immediately this learned corkscrew fact. duck penis on the same For day. For me, it was from, uh, there was a video about um, ducktails, but it was like real ducktails. Yes. Tales. Yeah. That's where I learned about it. Yeah. And then also they had those things, uh, facts about, do you remember those little videos? It'd be like uh, facts about porpoises or facts about yes. ducks and that was another one that very disturbing. Uh, speaking of good Ducktales, though, uh, watch the episode. I will of du- post both of those on our on our website. Good stuff. Uh, watch the episode of Ducktales with Paul F. Tompkins playing Gladstone Gander. I'm sure he did a great job. He did a great job, and it was a very good little plot. Oh, good. Yeah, it had some twists and turns, and uh, and and worked, and it was uh, just a good story all the way around. So it was Ducktales. It was the new Ducktales. That's right. Who is in Ducktales? Who are the actors? What characters? In- what characters are in Ducktales? Uh, Scrooge McDuck. Okay. Uh, Donald Makes Duck. Makes sense. Huey, Dewey, Louie. Getting more and more sense. I'm getting... okay. I pick it up a theme here. Uh, Launchpad McQuack. Don't know who he is. He is a pilot. Okay. Uh, he was kind of the um, Donald Duck surrogate in the original series. Does that but seem Donald like you shouldn't now... trust him as a pilot? Oh, he's not a good pilot. Oh, okay. He his crashes name... into everything. His name really isn't a is confidence terrible. builder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's good in emergencies and he's terrible all the way around. All right. Uh, uh, Webby, who is a female. Sorry, Webby? Yeah. 
She is a, Webby. a yeah, like a, What the, happened to uh da- was it Daphne Duck? No. Daisy Duck. What happened to Daisy Duck? I mean uh, Donald's girlfriend? Yes. Uh she is not uh, part of this. Oh. Uh I think there's that? Donalda Duck. They've I got, if, they I'm, broke if up? I'm remembering correctly is uh Huey Dewey and Louie's mom who basically never wants anything to do with those no, kids no, and was she's always dumping them off. On there, but yeah, there's Webby. She has a who, terrible drinking habit. Who is the uh, daughter of the uh, person who kind of manages uh, Uncle Scrooge's house? First time she saw her husband's penis, she developed a terrible drinking habit. Oh, who, who, who yeah, give me a screwdriver. <laughs> no, not that kind of. Well, the important screw. It makes no sense. The, the important thing is, yeah. Al, Al, can you open up this uh, bottle of wine for me? <laughs> but the new series uh, tries to borrow more from the uh, comics. Okay. Yeah, as well as the uh, old... Uh, like the Carl Barks comics. The Carl Barks comics. Or and maybe the Don Rosa comics. Maybe the Don Rosa bit. comics as yeah. well. But hmm. uh, some, some episodes are more hit than miss, but the uh, Gladstone Gander one... Really and who good. is Gladstone Gander? Is he like a, a... The luckiest duck in the world. Luckiest duck in the world. <laughs> yep. He's the guy that always like spots so 20 bucks. If he is... Oh, so why isn't he employed by Scrooge McDuck? Oh, because Scrooge McDuck doesn't respect him oh. because he gets his money from luck. But so does he. He has his lucky penny. But his lucky penny just enables him to work hard because Scrooge McDuck actually goes out and does the legwork. Okay. You know, the lucky penny helps. Yeah. But Gladstone Gander just goes and gambles. He just stumbles upon and it. Gets, and gets yeah, yeah, it and yeah. doesn't do any work. Yeah. So no respect no, from no respect. Scrooge No, McDuck. I don't have any respect for him either. Because uh, uh, Scrooge is tougher than the toughies yeah. and he's smarter than the smarties. Okay. And he works twice as hard. Yeah. And that's how he gets uh, gets things done. I like And it. yes, you're right. He does have a lucky dime. Or lucky dime, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That Magica Dispel is always trying to get. Magic Magica Dispel. Dispel. Huh. Interesting. I like that name. Well, I'm not going to check it out. You should. Because I I am uh, 50 years old. But. You're going to go see Thor tonight. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> With the Hulk and Valkyrie. Well, and uh, you're, you're right. Yep. You're right. I'm hoping this will be the Thor film that I like. This is what I'm hoping for. It's going to be a different one. I'm hoping for one I like. Because it has an actress I love. Kate Blanchett. Okay. Kate Blanchett. It has a director that I really admire, mm-hmm. and that's it. And it's got a title that looks really good in that font. Oh yes, in that Guardians of the Galaxy font. In the Guardians of the Galaxy and/or Flash Gordon style font. Mm. That's what it really feels like. It's like a video game font. font. It, yeah. it feels to me like they they're really lifting a lot from Flash Gordon and that kind okay. of movie from that kind of era. Thor. Oh. Basically. Savior of the universe. Yeah. Pretty much. Hmm. Yeah. But the good things you remember about Flash Gordon, not the actual movie Flash Gordon, but your positive <laughs> memories of it I have, when you were a kid, I don't don't watch it again. I guess I've seen it, but I don't remember it. But do you have a positive feeling? No, about I don't. It? I didn't. I didn't like Did the you music. Like this? You didn't like Queen. No, I didn't like Queen's music for that. Movie. Oh well, then Radio yeah, Gaga. Won't, then you would not. Then you would not like it. Just spat on your floor. Spitting in the I office. Spat on your floor there. That's fair. All right. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as I say Radio Gaga. <laughs> I have to spit. Fair I just enough. can't help okay. it. Yeah. You don't want me to say it anymore, obviously. I remember there was a scene in Flash Gordon where... Uh, Did they play Radio Gaga? Oh, my God. That's turned into a puddle. <laughs> uh, there's a big hive of something. There's yeah. all these holes. Mm. And you put your hand in. <sighs> and it's the it's the test of the manly test and see uh, the manhood. And, you, and Brian Blessed is, ha, 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 do it. And you put your hand in, and uh, there's a creature in there, and it might bite you oh. or hurt you. And yeah. if it hurts you, you're fucked. It's so painful. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay. But you got to put your hand in, and yeah. if you get it out, you're safe and you're fine. Huh. Well, yeah, some trouble happens when you put the hand in. Is that in. right? Yeah. So, so is Brian blessed? Are they kind of like guys with <laughs> – do they have wings? Yep. 
Okay, you sure do. I guess I've seen it. Brian Blessed with wings that would not carry Brian Blessed. <laughs> those wings are working overtime. There's a weird... Hey, Icarus. There's a weird thing More about like those sort of films. Icarus. <laughs> there's a weird thing about those sort of films where... It's kind of like Barbarella. It sure is. Where it's like so... It like it's Barbarella. visually interesting, but it, every other way, it's, it's as dull as dishwater. It doesn't, it's not helped by Jane Fonda, who is not an actress that I, I think much of. Mm-hmm. I just find her too school marmish. Like, I know she's supposed to be a sexy Barbarella, but it just feels like she's just like a teacher talking to you. Was that based on a comic? Yes, it was. Okay. I believe a French comic. And Flash Gordon was based on a comic. Yes, it was. Once again, a French comic. And Thor is based on a comic. Thor is based on a Swedish comic. <laughs> okay. I, th- I thought it was a North American comic. I nope. thought it was Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. You're That's wrong my there. mistake. You're wrong there. Totally wrong. I'm sorry that you were so mixed up. You know, one aspect that I wish they did have with Thor, but that guy they can't, is I like the idea that he's a doctor uh, that changes into this Yes. Spot, and it's such a yes. different dude. I think I like that too. Yeah. A th- uh, an idea they he's got a bum leg. An idea they stole for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What did they steal? What? What? Where? And when? Uh, in the glory season. Remember, she ch- changes into a, a man ah, who's a doctor. That's correct. Yeah. No, right, right. You are. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a season of Buffy, all right. Some things happened. That was the best season of Buffy. That's what Dave says. <laughs> What's your favorite season? You tell us. <laughs> no, I am looking. I am looking forward to the movie though, and uh, and again, the thing that I like uh, besides that, I just like it. I just love that they're doing all crazy shit. Yeah, they they've stretched it all out, and like mm. the same general universe is the kind of thing you can do this in, or you can also do Winter Soldier, and it's like there's loose ties, but you can. Go and do your own thing, and that's yeah. where it's kind of sad with, uh, you know, Star Wars, where they have. Well, a, it doesn't even done two movies, but they have like a say a Han Solo movie. Well, you don't know have, what it's going to be like. Yeah, you do, because they had to fire the directors because they were like going too off uh, tone. Okay, and it's like, well, let them be off tone. Who fucking cares? Especially with a Han Solo mm. movie, because Han Solo is a big liar. He's telling you the story of his life. It's a fucking lie. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Let him do their thing. Mm. What's it fucking going to matter? Are you going to destroy judge, Star Wars? Judge what? You should judge the results. The Phantom. Menace didn't destroy Star Wars. This won't destroy Star Wars. Let the <laughs> let the artists do their the thing. The Phantom right. Menace destroyed Star Wars as much as it possibly could. And I'm bummed, you know, of course, you know, I wish Edgar Wright had uh, finished Ant Man, and I wish yeah. we could have seen that. And there you go. I'm glad that they've got a director who seems to be able to do uh, his uh, own thing with this. Yeah, do your own thing, guys. Let's uh, let's stretch it out. Let's have some fun. Goof yes. around. My- and uh, Marvel the humans is terrible. Marvel also <laughs> micromanage, and yeah, not in ways that are great. So nope. yeah. I mean, you look at, yeah, like, why, why are they using this creative team that I don't feel like knows what they're doing on the Inhumans or on Iron Fist, mm-hmm. where you get a story that's very unpleasant? Yeah, that really feels so committee. It feels like there's no joy. There's yeah. no, you know, there's no fun. There's no, well, what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Not just that. There's like no fantastic fighting sequence in a movie or a TV show. But a guy who's essentially a fighter. Yeah, with his guy. Yeah, but same thing with like in humans, where you got the greatest martial artist ever, Karnak. All right, let's see what he can do. Yeah, oh, fucking nothing. Who cares? <laughs> How about this guy? Well, he can hit the ground with his foot and just cause an earthquake. Ooh, that's neat. Let's see that. Yeah, it's fine. Is that is that time over? Is it time of like Jackie Chan and Jet Li and Bruce Lee and is that is that done now? Are we over? Is that is that finished? Well, I'll are tell those you, people gone? I saw I saw the foreigner. Yes. And Jackie Chan's pretty good in it. Present Jackie Chan at times. Well, yes, Jackie Chan is great, but I mean, but we're saying Jackie Chan. I mean, is are you that talking a new Jackie yeah, Chan? Yeah, are there are cuz those those people How about like The Raid? The Raid 2. Yes, that is fucking great. You're right. That is really good. The Raid 2 is the is the the cat's pajamas for me. But um yeah, I feel like it just like I, like the discipline that Jet Li and Jackie Chan came out of and other actors um came out of 
I don't. Is it still there? It's like, are they still like? Because it basically was like, wasn't like opera, like Chinese opera or something like that. Like it, yeah. they go in when they're very young and they learn all these yep. disciplines and and and. Uh, I, mean, I just wonder, is it still there? Is it still produce? Is it still possible to produce people that great, or has the culture changed now that it's just there's not that discipline to to you know in, in that heart, you know, the willpower to 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 force young children to learn the, ter- you know, no, you're saying willpower. And now but you know what I mean, children. right? Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like well, there weren't like, any other options. Like, so you had to do that. If you're going to become a great dancer, yeah. you you just can't start in your twenties. Right. You have to start when you're young. Sure. And that's just a fact. Like mm-hmm. you can't, like you can't decide one day I'm in your thirties, you know, you're not, I'm going to become the greatest dancer ever. Well, <laughs> sorry to tell you, but you've missed out on some valuable year, years feels, of learning. It feels like there would be more options because now there's a market for it. Whereas when Jackie Chan was, you know, uh, no, there's, there's always a market for, for martial arts, you mean? But not the same, to the same level that there is now. There's more martial arts well, yeah. movies now than there well, yeah, were. Yeah, but there's, there doesn't seem to be, there isn't as great, I mean, besides the, okay, you, you throw in the raid at me, but the raid is, feels like an exception. Like what other great martial arts films are there? I mean, I, I haven't. Ip Man? I haven't really I haven't watched. seen Ip Man. And isn't that. He punches isn't, an elephant. But isn't Ip Man with Donnie Lee? And Donnie Lee is a, is an old school guy too. Okay. Uh. Could be wrong. I, I haven't seen Ip Man. Here's uh here's what I'm gonna say about Please that. Please don't correct me if I'm wrong. No, this isn't a correction situation. This is uh oh man, yeah, Dave's putting down all the martial arts now. I'm not putting down. I it's just, really the apples I'm of, where... and fruit of this week. I'm um, <laughs> just asking where the new ones are. Okay. Well, we've asked you already to tell Dave uh, uh, an American book to read. Yes. Here's what's Dave missing out on with martial arts movies right now? Because I'm betting that our audience knows some that yeah. we're missing out on. Because we don't really hunt them out, right? Yeah. Like we don't have what you know when my when my wife was getting into martial arts films in Seattle, they would have them all the time. They would have all these almost every weekend. There'd be a new martial arts movie you go see. So you learned about all these things. Mm-hmm. But I don't, and I'm sure they're being made. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure more are being made now. I would. I would. I would bet almost anything that that's the case. So they must be. Where filming. are they? Well, they're. Am I missing them? Are they? They're probably on a channel that you don't get. There's you know? no, there is no channel I and, don't get. <laughs> all right. I, I seem, I seem to have every channel. I okay. don't know. I pay a lot of money for this, these, those, those. And I pay a lot of money for it. That's all I'm saying. Where okay. are these martial arts movies? I, I like martial arts films. Okay. I like action movies. I want to. So this see? is my question. Yeah. What martial arts movies are, is Dave missing out on what right am I now? I'm missing out on. What's really great out there? And yeah, this, that just so you know that seeing. I really, 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 really like Raid 2. That's my, like, that's, I think that's very he good. He likes film. a lady with a hammer. I get in business done. Yes, a blind lady with a hammer. I didn't like the Raid Redemption that much. And that I was liked the first it. one? Yeah. I liked it a lot until, till near, until the brother's brother, the brother thing started. I was I like, saw, oh, every I saw movie. it first in Claymation, so that kind of ruined it for mm. me, probably. Mm. They did a fast version of it, yeah. like all done in clay with all the, all the fights. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was actually, the, f- I the fights, the fights are excellent. Yes. In Raid Redemption. The fights were really good in clay. It's just the as well. story isn't as good as the second one, I don't think. I, I want to see the Raid, the, the Raid 2 again. Hmm. Yeah, okay, so tell Dave what martial arts movies to see. Mm-hmm. Tell him what books to read. Don't tell me nothing. I'm <laughs> fine. Leave Ian alone. I'm busy right He's now. He's had enough I of you guys. i got stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, help Dave out. Yeah, please. Help a brother out. Yeah. And remember, uh, the Prunes album is the one Dave doesn't have if you're looking for a Christmas <laughs> present for him. And That's you can always use no. more chicken feed. Chicken feed. I oh, actually have quite a bit of chicken feed. Don't worry about that. You're okay for chicken no, feed? okay for chicken feed. All right. And and it sounds like you're kind of egg rich now. Well, we have one. So that's a good thing. One what, big what, egg. We're, what we're missing in our, in our chicken coop is a nesting, is nesting boxes. So that's my next, 
I'm still working on getting this chicken run thing done. It's taking me okay. a long time. We're building. Uh, we're building some. I don't stuff. know what I'm doing. We're building some stuff. And by we, I mean my wife is okay. uh, some uh, some out of wine boxes, some spaces for the new cat to cool. like, sleep in. And, okay, and cool, whatnot, cool. And yeah. trying to move things around and, nice. and do that. Nice. Yeah. She's getting, make room uh, she's for getting a cat carrier, I think, tonight from Ikea with Nina. I know. How many times have we mentioned Nina? <laughs> Crying out loud. It's a Nina show. Uh, and, uh, and Vicky tonight. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm. And see, uh, see, we'll see if Nina filled up on hot dogs and doesn't want to get any uh, tasty treats at the movie theater later. We'll tell you what happens next week. Yes. We'll fill you in. Please, please remain on tenterhooks till we come back. And by the way, uh, now, now that we're, we're, we're nearing the pluggy area of the show, Dave will take over after I throw this one out. Uh, Please throw it out. Uh, our our book Sparks, uh, written by me, drawn by Nina, uh, colored by Dave, is now uh, not available. It's coming out February twenty seventh, but it's available for pre order. Basically, everywhere you can pre order a book. So your Amazons, your Books a Millions, your, your whatever's the webzers, and uh, oh, or even just a bookstore or Going even to your a favorite local bookstore. bookstore. Favorite local bookstore will order books for you. It's that's a wonderful right. thing. Go into your local it's chapters. It's a wonderful service. Go to that screen that's there. Hit the button. It'll say can pre-order. Yes, pick it up at the store. Boom, done. It's great stuff. Anyway, it's called Sparks, uh, and uh, that's coming out in uh, February. Please buy it. That's the plug. We're going to be plugging this book a lot. Yes. Let me tell you. It'll be a great birthday present for me if you buy that book. Mm-hmm. It's my birthday month. Yeah. We're not giving Dave any comps. <laughs> Oh, and then probably in the next, next year or so, we'll be doing some Comic Cons and uh, and uh, selling things there. Good for you guys. Yeah, was not uh, was not invited as a guest to Vancouver Fan Expo this uh, this this year, and I am so not disappointed. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but I am on the pro list, so I get to go in, and that's even better. So hooray! Oh, we get to go in for uh, nothing. yeah. I get nothing. to go in for uh, for uh, walk around, and I get to see uh, Giselle Laglace. Oh, she's uh, going to be there. She's going to be there. So cool. I get to uh, meet her in person. Mm. Uh, she's been sending me some wonderful pages from Exorcisters. And it's yeah. been great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I am going to be doing uh, a comedy show uh, while I'm there. Okay. So I'll be doing uh, with the with the fictionals. I forgot what day it's going to be, but look up when the fictionals are there if you're going to be at Fan Expo. Uh, and uh, I'll be doing some When is Fan there. Expo? Fan Expo is uh, not this Sunday, but uh, Saturday and Sunday, but the next. Huh? Things like the 10th. Maybe it's the 9th and the 10th, okay. something of that sure november i will not be there you don't have to be there here's a fun thing you could do you go for breakfast at the eggs uh the, at the old uh, uh the dutch that's there in that okay. building okay and then you're eating uh, breakfast with batman because all the cosplayers are in there getting their uh, breakfast <laughs> and it's uh entertaining there you go and, like there's sailor moon over there having uh, some eggs Again. it's fun there's a whole bunch of people from stranger things they're mm, all uh, eating their uh, waffles have you watched um, any of the new season of yep. stranger things have you finished it yep Okay, I have not finished it, so we won't talk about it. Oh, let me tell you. Anyway. (laughs) It was all a dream. What? Being had by Thor. It connects with the Marvel Universe. Oh, finally. Yep. I knew that was going to happen. How about, by the way... Uh, in uh, in uh, I I'm not a person who dislikes Avengers two, even though people don't like Avengers two, but it's I like not, it's not a good movie. I like for no reason. Yep. Uh, in the middle of it, Thor just goes, "I need to go take a swim with my shirt off and get hit by lightning," mm. and then just have a lot of information revealed to me. Yeah. Nothing's been more forced in that movie series than that. I don't like that very much. Zap, 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 zap. Yeah. Zap, 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 zap. I'm shirtless mm. and being zapped by lightning. Zap, 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 zap. <laughs> no reason. There's reasons and for And you want to have like the other guy who's there, uh, you know, go, should I take off my shirt and get in the water too? No, it's good. Maybe like the two of us could get more information. No, no. I think it's just, it's just kind of a me thing yeah. to do this. Yeah. Are you sure? Cause I could just pop in. No problem. 
nah, we're good. I'm just going to get like some visions of the future. Everything's good. It's going to be a lot about gemstones. Yep. There you are. Get some previews, some spoilers. It's a big mineralogist. Shirtless spoilers. What do they call rock collectors? There's a name for them. Uh, oh yeah. Rocky Balboas. No. Okay. Everyone, I think that's a good reason to end the show. We thank you for listening. And if you would like to uh, send me a book that I should read, an American book that I should, and please don't send modern ones. All right. I don't really enjoy modern literature. I just want to read old books. So no old Tom book guy. Clancy. I'm a used book guy. Okay. Um, but yeah, send me, uh, there's people I haven't read. I've never read Ethan Frome. I've never read other books. I read a lot of Frank Stockton. That's weird. Lady and the Tiger guy. I read a lot of that. I don't All know right. why. It's kind of a weird thing to focus weird on. confessions at the end. Focus on. Yep. I gotta, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read a guy that no one's heard of anymore. Frank Stockton. Um, anyhow. I have read some some American stuff. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but recommend but if, a book. But if you have Dave, a book that I should or read, send let Dave me know. a book. You've got you can find. I mean, I don't address. need to send me a book. Just recommend a book to me. And guys, not and the you can Bible. do that. Not the Bible. It's not an American. <laughs> as much as America would like it to be. Well, it's not it American depends. literature. Depends if you're Mormon or not. That is not the Bible. Oh, strong strong words. I'm just saying, they <laughs> make no claim. Strong words. They make no claim <laughs> to have written the Bible. Mormons, all right. Okay. And say what do you want about the Mormons? Whether they're right or wrong, I don't care. <laughs> They do not claim okay. to have written the Bible. All right. They have an addition to it mm-hmm. that was given to them in golden plates Yep, by an angel. <laughs> the golden plates disappeared, as we all know. Right. But we do have the writings. We, we have the body of the angel. We have the body of the angels left left to us. They hunted the angel for sport. <laughs> but we do not. They do not claim to have written. Anyway. Angel looking a lot like Brian anyway. Blessed, which was strange. That was odd. Yeah. You're right. Ho, ho, ho. I'm an angel. <laughs> Behold! Behold, I have some information for you. I'm going to yell it to this volume. Let me get this down. What are you trying to say? You can uh, send me your book book reviews. Endor. What else was the other thing they're going to recommend? You were talking about Endor, so the Ewoks from Star Wars? Endor, the Ewoks. No, something else What we were going to, they were going to... Yeah, there was. There certainly was. I can't remember what it was, though. I know. Neither can I. But you guys can. You, you remember. You How remember the, the hell show? Did, we, did we forget that? <laughs> well, so, we, okay, it was Dave, oh, I know talking. what it was. Martial arts movies. Oh, martial arts movies. Yes. You can send such recommendations to our website. Oh. It's called SneakyDragon.com. It's called Two Old we Guys have, Can't Remember the Damn Show. We have a comments. We have comments section, <laughs> and you can write comments under the show and make such recommendations to me. So many recommendations. Your favorite Chilliwack songs. Ah, yes. Tell us those too, please. Why the Great Gatsby. Isn't that great? The great Gatsby is great. There's no argument. Um, What was I going to say? You can also make rec- such recommendations to our Facebook page. It's called Sneaky Dragon. We have Twitter, Sneaky underscore Dragon. And we're also on Tumblr. You can, I guess you can write to us there. I really don't know how that works. And, uh, or you can email Email's called sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Please email us. So we appreciate that. So you're saying that you have never checked our Tumblr's messages? I don't know. I guess I uh, no. Okay. I don't. We may have some. I doubt it. I think there is. I think if there's notifications, I've never uh-huh. noticed. Okay. I've never noticed. All right. I don't know. All right. I'm no expert on Tumblr. Fair enough. I am no expert on Tumblr. We'll see. You know what? No. That reminds me. Uh-oh. That reminds me of it's something. It's a Dave reminder, meaning there's uh, 20 more minutes of show. This is 20 more minutes. Okay, go for it. No lie. Let me just find this here. All Let's right. find this here. Okay. Um, anyway, wait, you wait, can... We will, we will not wrap up uh, you, at the very end then. You can, you can uh, also... Uh, did I say something about the email? Yeah. SneakyDiaSneakyDragon.com? Yep. Did I mention that? We've done, we've done the, the Did I mention, thing. will I vamp here? I'm just vamping everyone. I'm looking for something. I'm looking for something. Let's just put in a little pause here. We'll put a little edit. Let's put the intermission music in. 
do 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 do. Now this is the thing I read today, and and it blew my mind to such a degree that I don't think I don't think my mind is back in my head actually. Okay. And it's one of those things where you read read it, and then you're like, what am I reading? Like, am I reading? Am I reading the English language? Like, am I reading something that people? This is actually a thing. Like, what? Oh man, this is too much lead up. This it, it's worth it though, and if I ever okay. f- freaking find it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay, you ready for this? All right. Is this it is about a quote. Apples? This is a quote. Okay. Have you ever heard of a game called EVE? It's a video game. It's an online video game. Sounds familiar. I never heard about it in All my right. life. This is a quote. This is a direct quote from something. About the game or about, in the game? A, something to do with the game. Okay. Quote, there are hundred, there are a hundred ways to make money in, oops, my, my park, sorry, my parking <laughs> just showed up telling me my parking's running out. There are a hundred ways to make money in. Working in a parking lot. In video, this is a brackets, video game, uh-huh. Eve Online. Some players mine asteroids. Some invest in complex manufacturing ventures and others solicit their services as mercenaries. But, and I assume this is the person's uh, video game name, quote, Tim Ellington, unquote, makes his ISK, ISK Eve's in-game currency, right. by masturbating on camera and uploading his videos to Pornhub. He's far from a full-time porn star, but the money he's made so far is going toward building his dream Eve business, an enormously expensive hauling enterprise to funnel merchandise from Eve's dangerous null sec territories of space to the trade hubs and relative safety of high security space. Unquote. One more quote from this guy. Quote, I realized I had a natural talent. Unquote. I, I don't even know what that means. I just read a, a paragraph of... That's a real Horatio Alger story. It's a total gobbledygook to me. Like... It doesn't make any, what is it? What does that mean? What is any of that? Why? Okay. Well, first, okay. There's a few things there. One is, well, I don't know what Eve is. So that's okay. fine. Well, I don't know what, I didn't a, realize it had a, a in, sounds like a massive, uh, multiplayer role playing game. It sounds sure. some sort of, and it has, a, mining, it has its own currency. As you would in World of Warcraft. Yeah, I guess. Okay. But apparently. Yeah. You can make money. You can make money by masturbating on camera. Yeah. And uploading it to Pornhub. Okay. Sounds I'm, fair. What I'm saying is, I may have found a new uh, money making venture. Oh man, we wank on this fucking thing all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, we should mention that we have Patreon. The... Yeah, we have a Patreon. We have Patreon as <laughs> okay. well, everyone. Speaking of oh, wanking. Oh, so, uh, what? oh man, do I yep. not want to transition from that to this? Mm. Uh, but, uh, okay. Uh, so thanks to, uh, a guest of the show, former guest of the show, uh, Heather Gilbraith. Yes. Uh, she sent us a picture of a pumpkin mm-hmm. that uh, was Sneaky Dragon on it for Halloween. Mm-hmm. That was very, very sweet. It was very nice of her. Yeah. So she also invited us to a little party, and, and I you went. went and I, I went. did not because uh, I was dealing with a crisis at that at that night. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. But it was very nice. Very nice time. I ate as many chips and ca- and as many gummy candies candies as I possibly did could. Did you steal anything while you were there? Mm, no comment. Yeah. I always, well, this is what I always I do. Did, you know what? Yeah. You go to the bathroom. The other guests. You steal one medicine. Well, I was going to say that I For just, luck. The other guests' hearts is what I stole. Oh, that's right sweet. That party. <sighs> Everyone, thank you for listening to the show this week. We all appreciate your kind attention. Right. Every freaking time we do the show. And every time you, uh, every time you enjoy, you can enjoy video games anytime, any way you want. Uh, whatever. However just, you make money, that's your body, I'm just your saying, choice. I, I know that was a 50 year old thing that I just did. Right. But I, I'm just saying, as a person of my age, of my, of my generation. Right. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. So you're saying that you never gave hand jobs, uh, for Dragon's Lair back in the day. What's that? Shut up. <laughs>
Dragon Slayer.